Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media, so make sure you improve your ride and your drive, and the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by avid golfer and former junior hockey player Sean Skeen. His obsession with the game of golf has taken him on solo trips to warm destinations just for the love of the game. When he's not on the golf course, well, we're not exactly sure what he does, but he tells us he's a stuntman, a movie film director, producer, actor, and armchair Winnipeg Jets GM and coach. All right, a big welcome to Sean Skeen for joining the show. Newly minted and newly presented by Jamie Wilkie. Episode 2, Fame and Fortune now brought us. I'm Fame and Fortune. Thanks to the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in the Point West Auto Park, where you can improve your ride and your drive. Absolutely. So great but, great people over there, JR. Well, they are. They're, they're different. Uh, they're very happy, very welcoming. It's like no other dealership that I've actually been into. And I've been to, into a lot because I used to work in radio. Yeah. And you had to go into a lot of car dealerships. Lots of remotes. Lots of remotes, yeah. I'm currently trying to find a vehicle myself, and uh, Wilkie and, and the Winnipeg Dodge Group, they're, they're, they're doing their best to help me. I'm pretty picky, <laughs> dude, but I really like my 98 Pathfinder, uh, and uh, so I, I'm sure they'll find me something soon. Well, I think Wilkie said, uh, typical 
of of Winnipegger mm, uh, is yeah. you have the champagne taste but a beer budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, my father says the same thing, but uh, we'll find something. Yeah, well, I, I had to actually test it out a 2020 Jeep yeah. Grand Cherokee because you got oh, me wow. on that. Yeah, it's pretty Jeez. pretty slick. So you're going to get one before I, I I might. I don't know. If they keep on sponsoring the show, for sure. The thing about <laughs> champagne is some sparkling <laughs> wines taste uh, very close to, to pretty, champagne. Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty close. And actually, we'll touch on a 1989 Jeep Cherokee in just a little bit with our wonderful guest, Hirshan Skeen, who, well, maybe we'll get you on a DQ cake, custom oh. eight-inch cake. Thanks to the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. We got DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. And don't mind if you hear some papers and stuff flying around. It's because it's very windy. <laughs> and Mike printed off a lot of papers for this. A lot of papers today. Uh, printed them at home. Yeah, I printed them even in color. So no uh, color printer at work. Uh, they locked that down a few months ago. So only uh, black and white at home. And, uh, but what about you, Sean? You like the DQ cakes? I love DQ cakes. Like that's the one cake that I eat. Really? When I, when I got to get a cake, when that's I want to go to my party, I'll just go get a DQ cake. I just go to the fridge and I just say like, DQ cake, DQ cake. Like I'll take, like sometimes I get the score <laughs> cake. I think that I think those are options. Um, well, to give you an idea of who you are, if you've never met Sean Skeen, he said when he came in. Someone promised me blankets, <laughs> so I had to go get him a blanket. Yeah, big star. Now I've got a blanket. Mike <laughs> promised me the blanket. <laughs> and, you, and you have a blanket. I do. Yeah, you came through in the end. It's a nice woolly blanket, and it's wrapped around you like a shawl, and yeah. I think you look great. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't have the, the proper movie star trailer for you, but hopefully this will suffice. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> so the 1989 Jeep, the Jeep Cherokee, uh-huh. that puppy, I remember in the Allard parking lot, you would... I don't want to say do some damage, but you probably did some more damage to the Jeep than you did the other parking lot. Uh, yeah, uh, that thing went through a lot of parking lots. Uh, <laughs> that was my first vehicle, and uh, it was a great vehicle. The window, there are power windows. But oh, it, in 1989, yeah, power right, windows. It, power windows, but it needed a little help, so I had uh, some pliers that I had taped the edges of, so I'd pull those out of the out of the glove compartment, and then I would give it a little help to pull it up to start. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, also had, it was always loaded with a Costco pack of Popeye cigarettes, too. I don't remember that, but... Right. Used to have those always. So why? Because if, if you came in my car, you were getting. Yeah. Uh, Are you still on the Popeye the cigarettes? Counts. <laughs> uh, no, they're like like dollar twenty five a pack now, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, they were a quarter before. That they're candy maybe like tax. Buck seventy nine or something like that. Now it's stupid. Is that what it? Oh wow. It's, it's crazy. They're like little like yeah, yeah. I'm not buying any of those anymore. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> We'll have, we'll have to get you a new Jeep. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's let's get into golf a little bit. And we, we got a whole slew of stuff that we can get to. If we don't touch on it, that's okay too. But as, as re- I guess, as far as I can remember, you've kind of golfed here and there. But most recently, you've become a really avid golfer. So that's what true. kind of gave you the bug to say, I got to play golf damn near every day? Oh, I think it was like when I stopped playing hockey so much, I was just like, no, I want to compete with something. And like, I get really obsessive over things that I'm not good at. I kind of love that stuff. Like if I find something like, oh, man, I'm really shit at this. Like I will spend days and hours like just getting good at it. Cause, cause the challenge is there. There's so much room mm-hmm. for improvement. So, and have you improved? Oh yeah. <laughs> A ton. Yeah. 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 So when did you actually first start? Like when did you get into the game? Uh, I started, I mean, I, I got my first clubs from like when I, probably like Christmas when I was like 
14 years old or something like that. Like I got like the junior set and it was, mm. and um, I had been playing like slightly before that, but I think I really got into it probably after like 19 years old. Like I just started probably really, really getting into it like 1922 and uh, playing against my uncle who uh, is from Calgary and we used to play at the lake, Falcon Lake all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So we started kind of a friendly competition there and, uh, and uh, it slowly turned into not a competition at all. Cause because you were too good, so or just started ripping them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever take lessons? So, sorry, Uncle Scott. If growing up, <laughs> just laying into yeah. the uncle right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Cutting deep, big listener, yeah. Uncle. Big uh, listener. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna yeah. be now. Yeah. <laughs> so then, what? Like, what would you usually shoot them? Like when you started out, or did you? Were you a member anywhere? Or did, were you? Did you play in any competitions? Uh, I never played competitive golf. Um, I, I, I'm. I mean, I don't know even know how to, that's the weird thing. Like, like I would love to, I'd love <laughs> to get out there and even get my ass kicked and like, just for the heck of being out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I never played, I was member at Glendale for like one year mm -hmm. and, uh, but I was playing so much at Falcon Lake that I was, that I was just like, why, why am I spending this extra money? And then and I was just going out in like the windiest days, but so I gotta, gotta get my money's worth. <laughs> I gotta get this. And I was just, and I was like, this is making me enjoy golf less. Cause I have to go out and figure it out. So yeah. It's typical Winnipeg fashion though. It is. Because yeah. last year, because my uh, mother-in-law, she got the women's kind of get into golf thing at Breezy Bend. And so you'd get nine hole passes. And so they had four nine hole passes left. Mm -hmm. And so my father-in-law was like, oh, we got, we got four of these left. We got to use them. We got to use them. So we went out on the last day of the year last year. And now my hands are still cut up because, yeah. because they got so cold. They were bleeding everywhere. Oh like gosh. it was horrible. But I, I still shot okay. But yeah. after the ninth hole, I'm like, why are, why are my gloves yeah. like red? Oh, it's because yeah. I'm bleeding. <laughs> yeah. And also, why are you outside? No, at we all. had a great to golf. Yeah. A, uh, a great late season last year we, did. we were golfing in november mm -hmm. and then a, a great early season this year so. well yeah you guys went out first day of the season at bloomberg didn't you mm -hmm. we did yeah last uh, saturday last yep. saturday yep. and uh Southside actually opened probably the day before but uh yeah bloomberg yep. saturday was great it was a little windy it's pretty windy <laughs> It's pretty really windy. It was pretty chilly. We got there at 8.30. <laughs> or uh, a friend of ours, oh. uh, Johnny, oh, yeah, right. Johnny Scoops, yeah. got uh, there at 8.30. Got the tea time. Then we kind of uh, wandered in a little yeah. bit later. So, I sat mm. in my car for a bit. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was like, just waiting. Just watching. waiting, staring at Mike Walker and Johnny <laughs> talk. Outside. We didn't know he was there. He was in the car just waiting. But I was in Johnny's car just like <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great day. Great to get out and swing the sticks and chase some bogeys. Mm -hmm. the, well, green, the greens were thick, though. They were, just, they were really thick. Thick. Well, I know the maintenance guy there, so we can call him up. I don't know. And I can I say, hey. I don't think he's not working yet. Yeah. <laughs> we got him on the phone right now. Said, yeah, we got we got Norm Schmatz on the phone right now. Sean Skeen again. He's, well, so you've already pissed off your uncle. Yeah. And now you're pissing now on the, the maintenance guy I just think they didn't have time. I think they just like said, all right, the snow's gone. Yeah. Get on here. It's like, smart that's though. Was, like so. revenue generated. Like get get the money. Why people want to play because yeah. there was quite a few people that were out there oh, that yeah. wanted to play. It was a crazy lineup right off the bat. And why not? Like. You're right. Speaking of the off season, do you do any off season training with your, uh, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. your focus, your, Oh yeah. I, uh, I swing my club as much as I can in the winter. I get real antsy. And, uh, if I can't this year, I couldn't even go on a golf trip. Um, oh, yeah. I'll do like solo right. golf trips. Like I'm just like, whatever. I'm, I'll just go to Florida or Scottsdale just by myself. So you're that solo weeks. guy that you have I'm like, a there's a twosome guy. and then there's yeah. like a, a third yeah. and like, oh, we got to yeah. bring, yeah. who's, who's this asshole all, that's coming up? It's always the same thing that they all, I can always tell like, ah, oh, fuck. But, but by whole three, they're like, so what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, I do stunts. Like, and they're like, holy yeah. shit. And then they're all of a sudden super interested in me and want to, want to talk. So is it, is it, uh, is that's it true? That's also, the only reason why I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm here. 
Is it true that in the winter of 2019, you donned makeup that made you look like an old man so that you could get a discount at a 55-plus golf resort in Palm Desert, California? No. That's not true? <laughs> Sounds like something you would do. Where did you see that? <laughs> one, of the, one of my sources told me. But, we got sources yeah. all over the globe, man. I We're huge. Know. This podcast is huge, even before true. we started. <laughs> it should be true. Uh, yeah. You spent some time in, the, in Palm Desert. I did, actually. I did, and it was really uh i got this the hotel i like booked everything i was like oh, this hotel looks good and i got there and it was like legit like a senior's home that was just like <laughs> it was like pictures like frank sinatra all over like the hallways and stuff and they had like a frank sinatra like sing like impersonator oh, yeah. singing every night at like at like 7 p.m to all these old folks and i was like this is not a hotel this is, <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is you were just a single then i was just a single then so you know i slipped in a couple you know i checked out the frank sinatra stuff and Made some good friends. Made some, made some good buddies. <laughs> yeah. Tell them about stunts, and then they're like, hey. Yeah, hey, what's a stunt? <laughs> yeah. This guy's 65 yeah. years old and still yeah. doing stunts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's crazy. But but now, like, what would you kind of shoot then, typically, uh, on an 18-hole course? And uh, you, you say you play Falcon quite a bit, so you have a cottage out there? Yeah. So what yeah. do you, like, typically shoot at Falcon? Falcon, I'm probably, like, I'm probably a... 78 to 80 average out there like that's, that's awesome that, that's that's usually what i'm shooting um yeah and how often do you play out there as much as i can like uh, i wish they offered memberships there they don't <laughs> uh so i'm just paying every single time but <laughs> but uh we'll like we'll go play like on saturday we'll play at like 6 30 in the morning sometimes it's the only thing i get up for like i'll like i I'll normally sleep until like 11 a.m. Mm. if I can because mm. I've got nothing to do sometimes. With but. the exception of fishing, <laughs> you're a big fisherman. I like to fish as well, but I prefer to fish in the evening because oh. uh, if I'm up and it's nice out, I'm golfing. Like right. I'm not wasting my time. Golfing and yeah. fishing. Yeah. Fishing. Yeah. That's pretty par for the course. Yeah. Ha -ha. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last year, last year with uh, the global pandemic, obviously it it uh, interrupted some of your film production. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might have had a little bit more time than usual. Can mm -hmm. you put a finger on how many rounds you played last year? And would you say you played the most golf you've ever played in last season? Um, no, I can't put a finger on it. And yes, I played the most golf I've ever played. You think you <laughs> so played like nice. 100 rounds? I probably played 100 rounds last 100 summer. rounds. Wow. I bet I did. I bet I did. Yeah, I, mean, I would imagine. I, I guess I, you weren't working, right? So I you're getting, you're making that union all. money and just... No, that's not how much job works. I don't get paid when I don't work. <laughs> if, he's oh. not, if he's not lit on fire or yeah. getting punched in the face, he's, he doesn't get paid. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. But I know there's one time I did a stretch. I remember I played four, 14 times in 16 days. And like wow. That, like that. How did the body feel after that? Uh, it was okay. I've, yeah. I've, I've started, I've learned that if my body's hurting, I'm not swinging correctly. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's what I've learned is if you're, if you're hammering it so hard that your body starts to hurt, it's, you're really, and you're not hitting the fairway either. It's pretty obvious that it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. My body hurts all the time. <laughs> it, Although, fi <laughs> it finally started, like, I finally figured it out like five years ago. I was like, oh, I'm really like shifting my hips and shifting towards the ball at the same time. And that's really effing me up. So yeah. I just stay completely centered now and just turn on, turn on my hips. And so this is all self-taught then. Uh, yeah, I think I've taken, I've taken like two lessons and I always go away being like, that was stupid. I, I'm <laughs> 
because you know best. Because I know best. No, <laughs> I take away some things, but I get frustrated because I've obsessed so much about it that I'm like, mm. I'm like, okay, I get that this is this and that. Okay, but what is with my grip? Why? What do I? What am I focusing on with my fingers to hold this? And it's mm-hmm. like, they're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't even think about that. I just like, you shouldn't be thinking. You should be hitting it. I'm like, well, that's not answering any of my demons <laughs> in my head that are speaking to me at well, all you're, times. You're talking to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably the wrong equipment. <laughs> yeah. right. Always blame the equipment. Yeah. What are you What are you using for equipment uh, right now? Uh, Titleist AP2 irons, uh, which I've had for probably like eight years now. Uh, they're they're, I believe they're blades. I don't really, I don't even know the real equipment terms, but <laughs> I just neither like do we. Yeah. I know. <laughs> JR's the equipment. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there's, there's a cavity back and there's a blade. Yeah, I, and I think I think they're blades because I, I have to hit the sweet spot or else it does absolutely nothing. Um, so probably blades. They're blades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, I got uh, a ping three wood. Uh, I just bought a Scotty Cameron putter. Whoa. Last year, um, actually, a new, a new I got one or it, I got it as, as a gift. Okay, for, even better. For a stunt coordinating gift from a performer who yeah. uh, who bought it. And I was like, sweet, that's that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So they, yeah. Which one is it? Which Scotty? Delmar. 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 Yeah, Delmar. That's what it is. Yeah. I did so much research. Yeah, you did. It. <laughs> that yeah. was on Google. That was, that was, that was on Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was part you, of his twelve pieces of paper. What do you got for uh, a one wood? Uh, my driver is uh, the Sim right now. The Sim, yeah. not the Sim Two, just the Sim. Just the Sim. Okay. I love and, it. Yeah. And uh, you love it? Yeah. And it's durable? It's durable. Yeah. You it, know this story. <laughs> <laughs> what do you leave had to? Some, I, don't, uh, I don't know this story. <laughs> you've had some warranty issues with TaylorMade in the past? Yeah. Is there uh, a, actually, no, TaylorMade. They've been fantastic. Oh. Uh, it was Golf Town. Though. Golf Town. It wasn't super... Helpful. Shout out to our friends yeah, at Golf, shout out to Golf Town. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. <laughs> so what do we, if we're keeping score, we've got Uncle. I'm trying, got, to, yeah, I'm trying we, to be good we got here. any golf instructors. <laughs> we got Golf Town. I speak the truth, okay? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty... It's uh. so a no BS zone yeah. right here. No, yes. One no, yes. drop yeah. of Georgian Bay gin smash in this guy's That's just... Right. We forgot about Mikey Likes It. I was so excited bridges. to talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, delicious. Georgian Bay smash soda. We got the gin smash. It's a great alternative to the, uh, I don't know, those uh, trash claws. Um, <laughs> but uh, just delicious alternative to beer if you want a nice mixed drink on the go. And you introduced uh, nice that hike. to us at, at yeah. Heckler last year. At least to me, you introduced I it did, to me. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I introduced it early and then watered <laughs> Unfortunately, it down a little bit later. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, they're certainly tasty. I'm enjoying this quite a bit. Yeah. Do you drink on the golf course then, Skeen? Uh, it, I have two types of golfing. Okay. Drinking and not. Drinking, drinking and not. <laughs> yeah. So what would differentiate the two? Uh, if I have friends there. <laughs> so if you're solo, yeah. I'm going solo. to the old folks I'm course. Not, you know? not getting hammered. Yeah. But you're not friends with Golf Town because. Well, no, like, listen, they, they, they've been good. They're doing their job, but. For sure. But I, w- I would go in with my M5. I, so I bought this M5, uh, brand new, and I s- broke it six times and. Six? Six times, yeah. Um, I would, I swing hard. I got a, I have a, a, a stiff shaft, extra stiff shaft. <laughs> And um, you're bracing, <laughs> brown chicken, brown basically bracing, basically a real skinny bracing, <laughs> bracing before he gained all that weight. Um, but I'll sometimes come from the outside inside and I'll and I'll clip the top of the toe, right? I'll I'll, I'll 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 miss the face, like it'll still be on the edge of the face, like, it'll still be there. But normally you hit that with your club and you go, oh shit, it pops in the air, mm-hmm. and, and you and you move on. I'll do that and I go bang and I'll hit it and I, and I look down and I go. There's either a giant dent in my club 
or it's shattered. Like, oh, and that no. happened six times in a row. Like, wow. I'd, I'd buy it, bring it back, and and buy the the, the second time. <laughs> and <laughs> They're like, wait. They went, they went, well, and I and I, and I, I said, listen, guys, like this is an eight hundred dollar club that that I just bought, and. I can't swing. I, I, I'm gone. I suck. I can't play. The game of golf. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna miss the face once. I, I golf twenty times a month. I'm I'm gonna miss the face once once a month. Yeah, and even the pros and, miss and, it. And, it, and it shouldn't shatter like that. And and the guy said, well, if and one of the guys said, well, if you're not hit, if you're not hitting the face, and clubs are gonna do that. I'm like, no, I've had clubs and I've had and I've had a way worse swing than this in my life, and I've never shattered a club. <laughs> and if it happened to this same club six times, like mm. there, there there's there's an issue. And they sent you an, a new club every time? Every every time they sent me a new club. Uh, but by the second time, third time, they said, well, I don't know if they're going to do this. <laughs> and then they then they still sent me a new one. And they said, well, next time you bring it back, like we're, we're not going to do it. And I said, well, listen, I'm going to try. It's $800. <laughs> so I got back there, and I, and I and they, they said, I don't know. And, and, and I said, Taylor, my mind. I said, well, why don't I just call TaylorMade directly? And they said, well, yeah, you can do that. So I got on the phone with TaylorMade, and I said, listen, this is like the fourth time this has happened. But it's had, And they went, yeah, no problem. Of course we'll send you new one, of course. And they right were on. so great about it. And then by the sixth time I said, listen, this has happened again. And they weren't like, Galton was not going to take it back. Mm -hmm. They're they like, well, I don't know. Uh, and they said, they're going to call me like three times. And they never called me golf town. And then I showed up and they, and they had, I don't want to bitch too much, but this is stupid. But anyways, <laughs> no, <it's not>. anyways, <laughs> they, 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 they said, oh no, that we, we, uh, we don't even have your club. We don't know where that club. And I said, what are you what? talking about? You don't have my club. And I was like, you should check in the back. You have my club. And you sent me an email saying, saying that you talked to them and they went, wall and they went back. Oh yeah, no, we found it here. Anyways. This sounds like a short film. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a, it's a really boring <laughs> short film. It's called, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I was, six, I'm captivated. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be called six times max warranty. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Well, like, and, anyways, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be polite. Like I'm, yeah. like I'm trying not to be a shitty customer. Mm -hmm. I'm just being like, okay, like I'm like, okay, well just let me call Taylor directly, I guess. And I'll talk to them. I said, listen, this happened six times. Um, also is this club supposed to do this? And yeah. I, you I, should be testing yeah, the TaylorMade yeah. clubs. Then. And, they, and they said, well, I don't know. Um, like why don't we upgrade you? And I said, yes, that would be great. And they upgraded <laughs> A sim, and yep. I've hidden off the toe probably four times since, and it's been great. Not, nothing mm. has happened. Like, I keep looking at it, like terrified that it's going to be. Broken. So it's not it's the fun. swing; it's the equipment. It's the equipment's it's the equipment. problem. Always the equipment. <laughs> yeah, but you're. But now you're hitting it well. Now I'm hitting it. Oh, it's flying. Well, you played today. How'd it go? Uh, keep in mind it's a par 63, yep. but I shot a 72 today on that. Uh, Shout out to uh, Jacqueline Steep Windy out at uh, Southside. I think she's a GM there. She's Sandy Kersiba. Shout out to Southside in general. Mm -hmm. Those greens are pristine for really? this, this, this time, for this time, year, time yeah. of year. It's mm. crazy. I kept, I mean, we played Bloomberg first, and I kept, <laughs> like, the first time we played Southside, I put like seven feet past the hole. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And <laughs> They don't look like because it's the beginning of the year. They're kind of discolored. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're going to be super slow, but they're rolling pretty true right now. Like I, mm. I, I was super impressed by Southside's greens. So highly recommend. So I, I don't bitch about everything, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Southside. Southside. Bloomberg, not so much. Yeah. Uh, it's Bloomberg, so great. You know, it's it's. It was like, fun for it the beginning great. of the season. Yes. That's what you Good want. Good hot dogs. That's what you want. Great hot dogs for a great price. Great price. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Ding. Nice. Skeen compliment. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Ding. Mark with the four. Was it? Yeah. Three, two now? <laughs> I'm not keeping score after uh, the, <laughs> all these seeing all the gin smashes go down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not keeping score anymore. <laughs> I've reached the pinnacle. Um, well, I want to kind of wind back the clock because mm -hmm. there's a a great moment, uh, well, not so much for me, but it turned into a great moment. <laughs> Working at a, a Cinnaboy, and I'm pretty sure it was Dale Asavenko's 50th 
birthday. Mm-hmm. And you were out there, I think, with Wade Pop. Derek and, Pop and Brent Pop. Oh, so you were out with the, the, Pops. Pops, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Pop clan. Yeah. And there was pretty much no one on the golf course because everyone was celebrating either Dale's 50th or something. Which we didn't know. The golf course. Had yeah, you, no had, <laughs> you had no idea that was going on. So you guys got to go out there and play yeah. and do your thing. And I was yeah. working at the time. Yeah. Uh, I was the only one really working in the shop. And so, you know, you'd go and see, okay, yeah, these guys are doing all right. And then on the 18th hole, where everyone's in the restaurant, because at a Cinnaboyne, the restaurant overlooks the ninth slash 18th green. I've never heard this green. reference point, by the way. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all I hear is just people like laughing. And I'm, I go up there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I see four guys emerge from the corner because it's a dogleg right and so you can't really see the whole hole mm-hmm. when you're in the restaurant or in the in the clubhouse mm-hmm. and basically wearing nothing and i'm like oh my god because that's like the cardinal sin you got to be a certain dress code out of cinnaboyne dale is going to be furious and he's up there with all these old people and so they're just going to be fucking livid and i'm just oh like my oh god. my god and i know these guys too in, so the nude, just, in the underwear yeah in their underwear coming down oh my god i, I didn't have underwear on oh because i was losing quite bad <laughs> So that's how strip golf started. But I I was so thankful, though, because after the fact, everyone thought that it was me because I knew you guys, uh, that I made you guys do it, that that was like a present. What? <laughs> a present for Dale? Did you get money for it? <laughs> no. no I, I wanted to throw present? up. I'm making a collection for these strippers on the golf course, yeah. please. Oh, my God. But they, the, the old women especially loved it because, yeah. I mean, obviously young dudes wearing basically nothing who had a, you know, a couple white wine spritzers in them, and the, and the guys are just like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good. That saved me because yeah, it was a present. I made it up the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday or whatever it was. So so thanks for that. But how did so was that your first instance of strip golf? Uh, yeah, I think that started because we're, first of all, we were dead sober, by the way. I know. <laughs> I don't think we had any drinks at all. Um, but we were playing quite. I, m- I remember this because we were playing really shitty, uh, and we only had like six holes left. And I was like, I was, and the Poploskis are super competitive mm-hmm. and, and I, and I was like, I was, and they're also really great athletes, um, mm-hmm. but we we're all playing pretty bad golf. And I just remember being like, okay, uh, I'm like, all right guys, six holes left. We're playing strip golf now for every, for every, <laughs> for every, uh, stroke below par or sorry, every Over stroke par. below the best score on the hole, uh-huh. you take off an article of golf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but we're like, and they're like, and, and they're be, them being competitive. They're like, fuck yeah. We're like, yeah. Like, you're on like, like, cause it's not about, it's not about getting each other naked. It's about not sure. getting naked. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I like, like, like the stakes are pretty high at this yeah. point. Right. And, uh, and this is yeah. like in the afternoon, like, this is not at night either. Like no, this is like, just like sunny. Yeah. Everyone could see it coming on. And I think you guys finished, like you played out the hole, we not pl- knowing what was going on in the no, restaurant. I, we had no idea. We played, we played like the last, last six holes and obviously, and obviously, like, I think Derek Pop just started playing fucking phenomenal because he's like, all right, competition. I'm yeah. like, shit. And all of a sudden he was like, like birdie par birdie. Yeah. And, I, and, and I was I was like, oh, I got a couple double bogeys. And by the last hole, <laughs> I, goes I, the I lost my last two. And I all I had on was like, I think a shirt and boxers. And I lost my last two. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get naked because we're on a golf course, but I'm gonna. That's where you draw the line. I'm gonna abide by the rules somewhat, so I'll get naked and wrap the shirt around my around my front. So so I had a shirt around my front, but my ass was completely hanging out. 
and we played to the played to the end, end green, and we looked up, and we're like, "What the fuck is yeah, going like on?" Yeah, there's like a gallery. Yeah, and all these old ladies came out with their cameras and they're taking pictures oh, of us. And I was like, we we're just laughing. I was like, so they I, took it to Walmart, and Walmart's care. like, "Oh, we can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we I, can't print these." And I don't know who it was either you or Mooney who who came out and walked out. I remember this. It was me. It was you. Yeah, was it, you were. Uh, yeah, it was me, was and I was you? like, "You got to put on some you, like fucking no, clothes. What, like, what are you doing?" What you said exactly was 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 Skeener. You can't be doing this on a golf course. <laughs> That's what you said to me. There you go. So disappointed. <laughs> yeah. so I was. And I was, I was like, disappointed in you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turned around because everyone yeah. thought that it was a present for Dale from me. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a present. Yeah. <laughs> present. Happy birthday, Dale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. It was, it was, it was a great moment. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. We had a fun time. Yeah. It, looked, it looked like you yeah. had a fun time. I wasn't one to back down, though. I wasn't going like, to. Are there any other games now that you play on the golf course, or do you still, is strip, strip golf your go to? I don't know. I think I've never played that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Try to respect the course a bit, a bit more. Um, what other games? What other games I played? Uh, well, I was told to ask about poker chips game and oh. your grave digger rules. Oh, Al McLean told me this. Ask him about grave digger. About grave digger. That's such a but stupid. Nobody rule. was answering my text that day. Yeah. Al did. Oh, but, okay. Uh, he, he told me to ask about grave digger. We play a poker chip game. I mean, we play all the typical games like Wolf and and uh, you know, Wolf is a great game because you because it doesn't matter who your partner is like it, you can pick the best player the entire time mm. and you play with handicaps and everything difficult to uh comprehend on the first hole when you're you're starting the game i think i would need yeah. a good uh, week of studying the game of wolf to to completely understand it yeah with my my simple mind it's pretty simple you just if you're the wolf you pick your partner oh. af after he hits <laughs> so it's like the first yeah, guy hits, wait till hit first first guy hits you're like ah oh, that's a shitty shot i don't want it second guy hits you're like that's a pretty good i'm, I'm gonna take him as my partner and then you play that hole out and that's simple that's enough. It. There you go. And that's how you do it. And do you yeah. play for money? Uh, yeah. Or do you play for yeah. clothes? Yeah, I think we play for like <laughs> for like ten bucks. Play yeah, for clothes. <laughs> for keeps. Give me that bill. Yeah. Play for blankets. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't strip. You just take the other guy's clothes and put them on. <laughs> that's a nice looking blanket. What's the thread count on that blanket? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's wolf and then. And then, oh, actually, we added the role to wolf where uh, if you wanted to call lone wolf, so at the end of wolf. Um, when you want to, like, if all three guys hit shitty shots, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm going to lone wolf this, and you think you can beat, but you beat them outright. You can't tie anybody, and you get three points instead of just the one point. And do you use right? handicaps or no? We use handicaps as okay. well. Yeah. But uh, we, I added the rule where when you play, when we play lone wolf, you have to awoo in your in your backswing. <laughs> so you have to go awoo <laughs> as you swing the backswing. Of course. And that really fucks you yeah. <laughs> It makes your shot a lot tougher. That sounds like a werewolf more than a, a regular wolf. What does regular wolf sound like? Awoo! <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let's not do too many of those or Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> the Pepto-Bismol is going to wear off if we keep doing that. That's true, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, werewolf is loosely based off a of real wolf. Um, oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> you yeah, think? I think so. I didn't know that. <laughs> what about speed golf, Sean? I, I know you, you've played speed golf oh, yeah. before. Yeah. Al and I will play some speed golf where, uh, where, the, where the course is pretty open and we'll decide to time each other, so we'll try to... Uh, one guy will just be in the cart with a cell phone and timer and uh, we'll just, we'll go, here we go, go. And you, and you can't get in the cart. You got to keep running after it. So we try to, and you got to finish the hole and for every hole you're under, 
make a time limit like for anything under two minutes, uh, everything over two minutes you gain a stroke. Um, so oh, and anything like under minute thirty you lose a stroke, kind of thing. So what's your so, quickest? Uh, I don't remember. Whole record. I don't remember. It was like a, I think Al got. I think Al killed it at like a minute thirty for a par four. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, then I think I was like a minute forty five or something. But I actually the first couple times I just lost my ball. Yeah. I just ran into the woods and it's like oh. He said that you you sped golf. We'll call it sped, sped golf. golf. <laughs> sped golf in a cart faster yep. than he could sprint, which yep. makes sense. Yeah. He was sprinting the hole and he said he did it in a minute fifteen seconds with a seven iron, but you had a faster time uh, in a cart. I, but, uh, I, I would have ran as, as well. Yeah, yeah, eventually. I feel like you're I'm not, I'm faster not runner than him. I would be like, but then I get the cart. It's speed golf, but <laughs> I get a drive. Do you, then, how would you, do you even like set up then? Or do you just literally like happy Gilmore everything? Like you just run into it? Uh, you set up for half a second just to get yourself. But it's actually pretty tough because you're because you're, you're all of a sudden your arms are pumping and you're like, it's really tough. You chunk everything. <laughs> this, your second shot's always chunked. It's crazy. Like you just you just you kind of lose your legs and you, it's mm -hmm. yeah. I, I recommend it. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. <laughs> almost, almost like walking 18. That's yeah. exhausting. That's exhausting. <laughs> Who does that? God. <laughs> I uh, actually, for my birthday golf, we always have stupid rules. And uh, we d we tried speed golf this time. And uh, the first group really enjoyed it. Second group, I think uh, Bryn, 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 Bryn wasn't very happy. He's like, no, we're not fucking doing this. These guys are waiting for us. There's no way. He's like, fuck this. It's like, all right. <laughs> Which, it's fair. Because yeah, you know, if, yeah. if someone's behind you and waiting, you can't exactly. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but it was just as fast as normal golf. Like, you're not, instead of taking you know ten minutes to to find all your balls, you're just either losing your ball right away or uh, or ripping through it two minutes at a time. What other tricky holes do you have in you in the Sean Skeen birthday tournament? Blind golf. You have a, have a blind hole. Uh, that could be tricky. Where, where you can have your eyes open until until you swing. So you can set up with your eyes open and then and amazingly, like until you start your swing. Until you start your swing, but your eyes have to close when you start your swing, and you just like either put a thing over your eyes or someone looks at your eyes, the other team looks at your eyes to make sure you're not cheating. But uh, it's actually pretty easy after a while. You've realized that how much your eyes kind of screw you up when you're- Muscle memory. Muscle memory, absolutely. You just relax and like, well, the ball's, and you really hyper-focus on, on where that ball should be rather than like being like, well, I see it and I'm going to crush it. And that really fucks you up. We used to do that at the bone actually. Yeah. Um, but it was at night. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't close our eyes, but it's just, you couldn't see anything because it was pitch dark. So <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, someone was having a social or something was going on. Yeah. And after a men's night, you'd take out some, you know, crummy balls. So anyone who golfed early the next morning at a cinema, you're wondering why there's, you know, a dozen golf balls littered on the first fairway or in the rough or on the second fairway. It's because uh, the guys in the pro shop were out there hitting balls oh. in pitch black mm -hmm. to see how we could, to see if we could feel it. Yeah. And to see you, how it would feel. Did you walk out and see how close no. you got? No. <laughs> There's no <laughs> results. We just like, nah, that was, was, you just was a two footer. You yeah. just got to feel it's like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's in like, that's in the Creek. That was right. a, that was a huge slice or it's like, oh yeah, pured that one. Yeah. And then one time I think, yeah, Kieran, Kieran McDougal was out there and he went, he went to go check. And I think someone hit him with a golf ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it was dark. We didn't know. He, he couldn't see. We didn't know where the shots how close was that? <laughs> just hears, ah. Now they have those glow balls. Yeah. I haven't gone glow golfing yet, but I, I certainly would like to. I, I bought some. Yeah. I bought, bought some. Online. Do they work? Balls. Balls. Haven't used them yet. I bought them this winter. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use them. Hopefully use them at, uh, Needham's, uh, we had Needham's got a bachelor party. That's Crown Royal Cup. Hopefully it's still going to be going on because of COVID, but right. Shout out to him. Big listener of the pod. Yeah. Big fan. Steve-O. Steve-O. He actually made a nice course on, uh, he made his home course, Dakota Dunes on, uh, TGC 19. Right. And, uh, we, we played there today and, uh, it's pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice job. So yeah, well he, he mentioned out. that I should check that out and I haven't yet cause I haven't played since we started this 
this show, yeah. I haven't gotten played 2019 yet. Uh, I'm making Falcon Lake right now. I'm on like my 150th hour. Yeah. Making this <laughs> so tough. So I started, tough. I was like, Mooney and, and uh, Levens were like, oh, you should, you should make a Cinnaboyne. And I started on the first toll. I'm like, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and I just stopped. It's so tough. It's so tough. And I got really bored of just doing the fairways. So like I mm-hmm. like went across the street and I was like making tennis courts and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> no one's going to see half my work. My memory's like almost at 90% now. I'm like, I got to start. Needham yeah. also made that CFB yeah. golf yeah. course, right. which yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah. I haven't played it. I got. My, I can't get the uh, the the game on the the Nintendo the Wii. Wii. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some reason, it hasn't it come, come out yet for the Wii, yeah. but open it well soon. It's a fun Fingers game. crossed. I recommend it. It's a really really fun game. So is that what you do in the off season then to prepare for an upcoming golf season? Yeah, basically. I, I also hit in the basement quite a bit. So um, <laughs> when I have my old house, I really how high have, is the roof then? Uh, eight feet. Uh, so so how does that work? Well, I just I just swing exactly right every into single a, time. Into a crusty bed sheet. <laughs> into a bed sheet, which turned into two bed sheets after I blew through it a couple times. <laughs> and sometimes I miss it and it like goes into like the it's an unfinished basement, so like I'll find it through the vapor barrier like in the, <laughs> so I'll shank it and go, oh, I'll listen to it. that didn't bounce and I'll go find it inside my insulation. No major damage to the house because of your practice no, facility? Uh but in my old house there was my my ceiling of my summer of my uh, living room was totally scuffed because I I would, because every hundredth shot, I would obviously oh. fall through a little too much. And, <laughs> yeah. And then my, actually that one was only like a seven foot ceiling. So oh, I really man. screwed my swing up for that yeah, summer. Because <laughs> no, it's like, everything was just so low. <laughs> yeah. A nice abbreviated yeah. swing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's what you got. That's probably why yeah. you broke so many of those drivers. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That yeah. does make a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 You, ever, you ever seen Mikey Smith's uh, swing? He's got a very John Ram like swing. Yeah. It's a very little windup. It's kind of the snapshot, but yeah. Yeah. but yeah. he it hits works. it. He hits it. Little abbreviated. That's why I picked him as a partner. I needed a righty. And he was the the first guy I thought of. I'm like, he'll probably be available. I do have to thank Sean, who is often (laughs) critiquing my abbreviated swing, but it also (laughs) often is helpful. So uh, thank you, Sean. The critiquing is helpful? You are a golf mentor to (laughs) me. Oh, jeez. Not so much a life mentor, but mostly just the golf mentor. Or hockey, though, too. Hockey Mm -hmm. mentor as well, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Sean has put in endless hours on the outdoor rinks with me, mm-hmm. telling me where to be uh, offensively <laughs> as a defenseman, <laughs> explaining the game of hockey. I, I, you know, I there was a lot I just did not know growing up uh, without any skills and systems. Uh, and and Shout Sean, out to all the coaches of Mike Smith. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say, play, playing high level hockey in in, in Canada, I. They don't teach a lot of fundamentals. They really don't. No. They, Why they, do you think that is? They're like, well, you either got it or you don't. Like it's, <laughs> which is bullshit. Like, <laughs> like it's like just get the puck deep and, and hammer, play the Canadian game. Like that's what I grew up mm-hmm. with, and I th- I thought it was complete crap. It was like it's like like why aren't you helping people uh, like get the the right skills to actually have individual skills instead of just being like, just get the puck deep and, 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 and change. <laughs> like, like, is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Is that, is that what's don't going shoot, on? Yeah, like, don't shoot it at the net. Yeah. Just get it deep and get yeah. off the ice. And if you ain't six foot three, well, your career's over at 16 probably. So, <laughs> right. Cause you, yeah, you did play like high level. Like it was pretty much triple a mm-hmm. and then you, you played at, we played high school together. Yeah. My and favorite season ever, yeah, by the and, way. And you didn't give me Huskies. any tips, so that's probably why we did so well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if you did, I didn't listen to yeah. him. Uh, and then after that, you played junior. Yeah. And so all through that, uh, you you turned out and... Well, Mikey's got some stats here. 
I do. I, I pulled some stats from the, uh, mm-hmm. from the World Wide Web. <laughs> Look at this picture. I know this is a podcast, but so no one else can see this picture. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. That's uh, a funny Canadian or a Canucks picture mm-hmm. there. So I got my tooth knocked out because Farty shot a puck in my face well, instead of passing me a breakaway. <laughs> let's... Uh, First off, let's, to let's start with the MJHL okay. uh, in 2002-2003. So you're you're probably in you're in high school, grade s- 10 or 16, yeah. 16 mm-hmm, and yeah. and you had 3 seasons in the MJHL. Mm-hmm. Not a bunch of games, but you started with the St. James Canadians, which yep. which folded in when I was 17 the next year. Right. Mm-hmm, I was yeah, I was yeah. surprised Thanks for coming to out, see that. Yeah. How old are you? Bullshit. I was and, I was yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and then to the Winnipeg South Blues and then the Winnipeg Saints. Total yeah. games played in the MJHL, 37 and, and 12 points. And you you made your your transition to the MMJHL. Was that in 2000 and... That was when I was 20 because I wanted to play when I was 21 as well. So, Just after mm, yeah. high school. And you could only play when you're 21. Yeah. 20, I was like... Right. Yeah. Only two years in the MMJHL? Uh, in the M, yeah, only two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's all they had stats for. So I was mm-hmm. curious if there was one year lost. But your your first year here, uh, thirty nine games played and thirty five points, mm-hmm. respectable, respectably, mm-hmm. respectably, <laughs> fifth on the team. First was uh, Evan Meineker with mm, forty seven points. I think he won Rookie <laughs> of the Year that year. Did he? Yeah. Yes. And then your second year uh, again, pretty good here. Uh, 35 games played, 32 points, zero penalty minutes in that year, which was interesting to me. That can't be right. Yeah, well, that's what it says here. Right above you, Matt Levins with 88 penalty minutes <laughs> yeah. in 42 games. That's a two penalty minutes per game <laughs> average, that, if yeah, anyone's doing the math. That year I got uh, – I must have not got legit minutes, but I got uh, – Here, have a look. I got kicked out of – I got kicked out of the game, a playoff game, because one of the other players was choking Dale Maxwell on, on, oh, on the ice. Oh, jeez. Like, there was, like, three fights going on, and I looked around, this this big, big guy from the Twins was, like, choking this guy, Dale Maxwell on the ice, and I drifted over, skated over, and I, and I went, all right, bud, because of the veteran. I was like, so, okay, bud, I think he's had enough. You're good. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was like, oh, fuck, and he kind of pulled away, and I was like, okay, cool, I dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And then the ref comes to the bench. This is a playoff game, like, two minutes left in the third period. Comes up to the, comes up, Dimension goes, uh, number 17, uh, he's, uh, he's out of the game. And I was like, the fuck? And he, he's like, it's like, yeah, I was, it was third man in. I'm like, are you fucking oh. kidding me? I'm like, I, I like, he was being choked in the ground and I stopped, hit that from fucking happening. And you probably would have been in fucking court because, because you're the ref watching <laughs> yeah. the shit going on, you running on your fucking notepad, not trying to break the shit up. I was so fucking angry. I was like, it was, yeah. it was overtime going to overtime and I was, had to take my gear off. I was like, I was oh, livid. I was like, holy Oof. fuck. I went over and dealt with like a gentleman. Didn't fuck, didn't, didn't try to start a fight. Didn't mm-hmm. touch the guy. I was just like, he's like, yeah, third man. in. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I was he so, kicked you out. That's kicked me out. It was, it was terrible. It was, it was the most unjust thing I've ever Not done. a good week for hockey refs. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good week. It certainly has not yeah. been. Man, but that was that was screwy too, eh? Like, yeah. Like speaking like like you think any ref's gonna go on a mic from now on? Like, no. like yeah, no, mic no. you up? No, fuck <laughs> you. It's like I lose my job. Yeah. Fuck that. Like that should be privy. But did it. you see that then back playing, whether it be triple A or in junior? Did you see like a lot of people trying to ma- do do like the makeup calls or one team get a penalty and yeah. then like, oh yeah, we're we gotta watch it. Cause it's I remember there's one time in high school. With our with our coaching staff, like oh yeah, this ref because you get to know the refs after a while. Yeah, he wants it to be an even game. Yeah. So if the other team got a penalty, yeah, it was pretty much hundred percent guaranteed 
that you're going to get a penalty. Yeah. Like your team is going to get a penalty because they wanted to see, you know, at least four, three, um, on like the penalty sheet. Like this team got four penalties. Well, this team better be close with three. It could never be like eight yeah. versus one, which, it, which, which I think is crap. It's like, like, like that should be changed, but it's, I think it's more game, game management. Like that's what, that's what good refs are usually, right? They go, well, this ref knows how to manage a game. He's good. He doesn't let shit get out of control. And it's like, that's like, as soon as the problem is, it's not about keeping it even. It's about keeping another team from their one psycho from <laughs> feeling offended and going out and, and cross-checking a guy. Right. So <laughs> we're trying to strangle someone, yeah, we're trying to strangle someone <laughs> on, on the ice. Then me being the big brood I am coming to get third man in. Right. Yeah. So then where did you really learn how to play then? Hockey? Yeah. Uh, I don't know when I was, I just played, I played mm -hmm. when I was five years old So from five till from five years old, I started playing. And then when I turned from nine years old till 16, I played year round. Like I played summer hockey with the mm -hmm. Manitoba Mustangs, which is like my favorite team ever to play on. We, we were like just a bunch of, basically I would call us a bunch of like second liners, but <laughs> we just, we just, we, we didn't we try hard. We didn't lose one game the, mm -hmm. the, the first year that like we played. We should have beat the 86 all-stars. Like they had this big team of 86 all-stars was all the, all the drafted players. And I remember we were up like six, one. And then our, then, then our goalie let in seven goals in the, in the third, third yeah. period. Um, we're like, <laughs> shit, but like bad goals too. But, um, Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. You should have went in goal. Cause I know you've played goal, goal yeah. before as well. Uh, have you? I want to take that back. I don't like to blame goalies. I want to take that, that last statement back. It was the we whole, that whole statement? I retracted it. It was the whole team game. It was team game, absolutely. That's probably well, my fault. Oh, Mike said, like, you played. So when did you play goalie? Did you strap up in beer leagues and, and play goalie? I played a couple times. I played like maybe one good game, and then I was just like, holy shit, this is this is hard. My my <laughs> kryptonite was wraparounds. It's like, how the Why? I don't know. How do you Getting deal with it? Side to side. You either go side, you either get down, go side to side, mm -hmm. and then jam the post and like commit your entire body to the post. Like You must be so much flexible yeah. i would imagine in your profession i'm decently flexible but it's still it's just difficult i don't know it's tough looks pretty know, guys, easy I'm not, a, I'm not a goalie <laughs> well good. maybe that that's something where when you like when as a hockey player because i remember when we would start out when we were playing you know five six seven eight year olds you'd rotate and you got to play some goalie even though you didn't have the pads on yeah. but maybe that's something that you should do to get appreciation for what those guys are doing oh. yeah uh, in the net is Strap on the pads every once in a while and yeah. see what it's like. It's crazy. I, I I learned a lot offensively by playing net. Like, really? I remember just go, like seeing my blind spots. I was like, it's really tough to get to that puck underneath your blocker. Like, like if you can get it like a foot off the ice on the post on your blocker on the short side, it's really tough because you can't commit your body to it. You can't mm -hmm. jump out of the net to to take that. Like I remember being like, I'm, I'm noting to myself, like I'm gonna. This is a shot I'm going to make more often. Well, as, and then you always kind of had a mind for hockey. That's what I remember. I haven't played with you where you pretty much ran our power play, whatever the coaches said. You're like, oh, let's do this. And it seemed to, to work out. So is that just something that you, you picked up through your career playing when you were younger? Or like, did you actually study the game that much? Like you were just mentioning being a goalie and kind of say, oh, this kind of affects my offensive game, knowing what what mind mindset the goalie's in. I, I love to watch hockey. I love to watch it and, and break down everything that goes on. And uh, the power play especially is so, like, the power play, the basis to every power play is breaking down to a two-on-one. That's your whole goal, right? It's break it down to two-on-one. Mm -hmm. It's it's two-on-one on two-on-one on two-on-one on two-on-one, right? Until until they can shift over and cover you. Yeah. So I've heard this before. Yeah. Have I, have I told this before? <laughs> this was yeah. the yeah. main part of the lessons on the outdoor rink, but yeah. please continue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
but I remember just being, I, I, I've always been fascinated by it. And um, yeah, I remember when we played Silver Heights, it was so fun. It was like me, Rutledge mm-hmm. and uh, Cody Briggs. And we had yes. Cody, Cody Briggs, we're like, hey, Cody Briggs, you, like you're in front, you're in front of the net. <laughs> and uh, you just, you just got to go to the net and make sure this defenseman can't get out of the crease. Like that was our play. <laughs> and it was like, to the point, back to me and Rutledge mm-hmm. would just slip behind yep. the net for the one timer. And it was just like open net every time. It was hilarious. Yeah, it, and, it literally worked yeah. damn near every time. Yeah. I don't even know how many points you guys put up, but uh, yeah. it was it was fun yeah. to watch. Where are the stats on, where are the stats on my high school season? <laughs> Sorry, they don't they don't keep uh, stats that- Oh, badly. I've got them here. Shonsky uh, led the league. Parchment in, paper uh, or whatever. I think it was like 56 points in 22 games. Like that. Uh, oh yeah. I, mean, I thought about- keeping score. I thought about- calling up yeah. Sturgeon Heights and seeing <laughs> if they had any high school hockey. Yeah. Yeah. But I, had am, I am interested to uh, to hear what your thoughts are on the Winnipeg Jets and mm-hmm. if you have any criticisms of them as a hockey team right now. Uh, I love the way Paul Murray's coaches. I'm, I'm a big fan of his coaching strategy is to just make make them a little better as a team and every and every player individually make it get a little better every game like like that's what he's doing he's not he's not doing the torts thing where you just rip on your players until they till they get like line a and start basically sagging and not motivated anymore like he really holds his team up um and uh, uh, yesterday's game, did you watch Vancouver? I did. Vancouver? That was yeah. the best game they played all year. I was, they, yeah. they were flying. Like it was crazy. I, I, like, even Lowry had some crazy legs underneath him. Like I was, yeah. I was noting how fast he was. Cop had that, that four goals. Cop had four goals, mm-hmm. four goals, four shots too. Wow. Which was crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. And he won, won that lady $100,000. Was up dollars. late. <laughs> that, Game ended yeah. at like twelve. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like dozing <laughs> off like after the open that goal and I, and I woke up to cop again. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, $100,000 like, to yeah, yeah. Nancy What would like to see uh, Hellebuck get, get She that. can sponsor the show now. I think it was Nancy. It I can't was. remember. Probably. I think it was Shark Chartran. Like Chartran, yeah. Yeah, Chartran was the last name. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> we won't dive too much into into that one. No. <laughs> Well, there's some money in it. Do you so. do yeah, do you do you do the same with golf then? Like do you do you watch a lot of golf? I watch a lot of golf, but it's really hard to pick up what the pros are like like doing cuz they're so fast. And they like the problem with golf is every a good swing looks effortless, mm-hmm. right? So how do you how do you replicate effortless? It's yeah. <laughs> so like, well, if I just do nothing. <laughs> it's like I'm, like I'm saving Sarah Marshall or whatever. It's Sarah Marshall. <laughs> It's like, no, you're doing too much. Just do nothing. So then for you, then it's just the, the repetition then. Repetition, repetition. But yeah, you got to do it the right way. Like I actually, like I was at the golf dome yesterday and I re- something really clicked for me finally. Cause I, I, when you hit enough good shots, you kind of get some sort of feel as to what is happening in the bad shots. That's usually where I, where I would get frustrated at golf is I would hit a bad shot and I'd be like, I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. Like my mind's just so backwards and I would, and, and you want to walk away at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you can figure out what's causing the bad shots, you can start to start to fix it. And I, I started doing that yesterday and it felt really good. So what did you figure out that was going wrong? Oh, you want to get into my, my, my mind? My yeah. mind of demons? Dude. So I have a theory about... <laughs> here we go. Hold on. Buckle up. Give me another drink here. There's, uh, there's a beer there. Falcon Blonde. Falcon Blonde from One Great City. Okay. Oh, nice. Shout out to hey. Mike Porteous. All the One local, yeah. City. Twag, thanks, Twag. So, slap shot, I think. A slap shot... Uh, muscle memory, I think, really screws with golfers. That, that's what I, that's what I think, because you see every single hockey player coming over top from the outside mm-hmm. to the inside. 
Why David Jr.? I can't talk. David Jr. Cheese. Cheese. So he doesn't say cheers. He says cheese. Cheese. I was thinking pitcher. That's right. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's, why, that's why I said it. Um, yeah, when you're like slap shot, you're always coming over the top mm-hmm. and you're hitting the ice first, right? Yeah. So if you replicate a slap shot with a golf swing, you're going to go completely over the top. If you hit the ball, you're going to slice it. If you hit the ice, you're going to chunk it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's such a weird muscle memory. And I, that, that's what I had my entire life. I, I was in the basement shooting pucks like for hours a day. That was my, that was my childhood. My mom and my brother was upstairs like playing guitar and my mom was a singer and they're all super talented. And I was just shooting pucks downstairs <laughs> for like my entire life, just banging pucks <laughs> off the wall. So and that, like you do with golf balls like I do now. With golf balls now. Exactly. I get frustrated. Quiet down, like, Sean. Yeah. Oh, no, my dad was the opposite. He loved hearing it. He's like, get down there and keep banging those walls. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. And that's what I've been trying to get rid of is that over the top action. So I really learned that to your club head really has to find a way to drop behind you instead of coming up over top. Mm -hmm. No one can see what I'm doing with my my hands. That's all right. But, uh, so I really, and what I realized just yesterday was I got to drop that club head but I still have to lead with my elbow. My elbow has to, has to miss my hips. This is, this is like, like the sounds like the most annoying, just like 90 handicap guy. Just being like, you know, like, like I want to make sure you drop your hips. Like it's just <laughs> stupid. Like it works for me because, because, because I know this is like where I'm at right now. But it's amazing just to get into your head a little bit because yeah. like I, Personally, I don't think that much on a golf course. Are you serious? I do not think that do much it, at it, all. I just go up there and I have a, a certain setup that I like to do to make sure my grip, stance, and posture are, are yeah. okay. And then I just kind of tell myself, keep your eye on the ball. Just a natural ass swing. Do you hit the sweet spot? Generally, yes. Okay, well, that's why you don't change anything. Like, <laughs> like, because... I mean, there's there's times when I don't and I start to tinker. Yeah. And then and then when I find when I start thinking about it a bit too much, yeah. that's when the wheels really come off. And I just try to say, okay... Let's simplify it. But you, on the other hand, it sounds like, at least to me, you're complicating it, but oh, it seems to work for you. I absolutely complicate it, but I try to complicate <laughs> it on the range. So oh, okay. I, like, I, on the course, I'll try to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But on the, unless I'm playing really bad, then I have to make a change of some sort. Because that's the weird thing is when you get into your muscle memory and just start hitting it, mm-hmm. and you're hitting every single drive to the right, and you're just like, you're just duck hooking everything. And you go, okay, obviously my muscle memory isn't working for me. So instinct is not an option. <laughs> so you have to change something, right? Uh, which kind of sucks. Cause then you start, stop even like, I'll be at a new, a brand, like a beautiful golf course somewhere in Florida. And I won't even take in an ounce of it. Cause I'll be like, well, I'm pull, I'm duck hooking everything. So <laughs> now I'm just in pure focus mode and getting my checklist down. And you're playing this beautiful course. You don't even notice it. But that could be what, like what the pros do, right? Where they yeah. just get so locked in and they know, they know their swing. They know yeah. what's working and what's not. Yeah. Even I think, well, before Tiger wrecked himself, yeah, uh, he was on, I think the golf TV app. And when he was, he did instructions, like instructional videos. Yeah. And I watched a few of those. And when he was talking about, it, I'm like, man, that just, that sounds very complicated yeah. for someone like me who's been around the game since I was nine years old. Yeah. But it made it made sense. But to me, I was just like, I can't think that much on a golf course or even on a range. Yeah. I just kind of see the ball and hope that my muscle memory has been there and I've mm. worked with it enough. But yeah. also it might be something too, because I, in hockey, I shoot left-handed, yeah. but in golf, I play right-handed. There you go. So you're left-handed yeah. in yeah. hockey and you also golf left-handed. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, that, is that why you decided to golf left-handed? Yeah, because it just... 
I mean, my body wants to turn that way. Mm -hmm. That makes sense for me when I set up. Um, I started golfing when I was whatever, like 12 and hitting left-handed. So that just, that just was what I did. That's what you did. I guess I hit right-handed decently because I played tennis too, right? Okay. Actually, when you were working at the bone, mm -hmm. I was working at Dural tennis courts. Oh, like, really? Like right across here. That's where, that's where I spent my, wow. my entire like childhood. Tennis pro. Tennis yeah. Style. I didn't even know yeah. you played tennis. Yeah. Yeah, well. What was it, golf pros and... Tennis pros. Tennis pros, oh yeah. That's what it was called, yeah. <laughs> golf, <laughs> golf pros oh, yeah. and tennis yeah. pros. Yeah, that's right. That was the... That that's was what the, uh, the, the, that's, uh, the social was called at Club 3D. Club 3D, no 3D yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah, no free ads. <laughs> yeah. Golf yep. pros, golf pros tennis and tennis pros. pros. That's right. Golf pros, tennis pros. That was oh. a really classy event. Yeah, I would club. say so. <laughs> Any event you're at, just telling, prefacing it with the story of you being naked on the ninth yeah. South Asian yeah. Cinema. Any event you're at, it's a classy event. It's classy, <laughs> yeah. real classy, what, classy guy. Sean, one of the things I'm going to move into here. Oh boy, yeah. What I'm most interested in is your is your 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 profession. Your okay. your yeah, gonna, what you do for a living. Stunt man, your stunt coordinator, mm -hmm. uh, actor. Um, you know, some notable mentions I picked out of your IMBD, which I follow very closely all of the time. Okay. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, so you're an actor in The Goon, mm -hmm. probably one of the top hockey movies uh, behind movie. uh, yeah. Slapshot. I love that Behind Youngblood. Behind Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3. Behind those? I think so. Mighty Ducks Ooh. 4 is coming out actually tomorrow, okay, March so 26th. Let's just make a space for that. So it yeah, could okay. fit yeah. in there okay. in that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Wrong Turn 4, mm -hmm. Welcome to Sudden Death. Uh, let's just say you've been in a lot of things. You've been in a lot of things. Over mm -hmm. 155 movie credits for yeah. you. I'm sure most of those are in that that stunt coordinator stunt man yep. section mm -hmm. so i guess first question is how did you get into yeah. how did you get into that uh well my parents have always been in the in the arts community so my mom was a, a musical theater uh actress uh she did puppets for fred penner actually wow yeah. wow yeah. didn't know that yeah so she's she's super talented sandwiches yeah. are beautiful uh was that him was that fred was that robert munch I think that's Fred Penner. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can, we'll check, we'll you know, do a, a right. fact checker <laughs> after. Oh, think, we always no do a fact, fact check. I think, no right. fact I think you're right. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then my dad was, uh, my grandpa actually was uh, the chair of the theater department at U of W. Okay. And uh, he was a big, big presence in uh, the, the Winnipeg theater community. And then my dad got into doing stage combats and uh, all these other uh, so like theater, things. like the, yeah, theater yeah. stuff, yeah. And uh, then he got into stunt coordinating uh, as the film industry grew a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I grew up under under them and uh, started stunt performing. I think my first performance on a movie was like fifteen or sixteen. And uh, do you remember what that was like? Uh, yeah, I was just hanging upside down from a chair. I think was <laughs> thing, so. just just regularly, yeah, yeah it was just, just like, hanging out and be like, hey, let's go hang yeah. upside down from this chair. I mean, really, it was like <laughs> I was playing like hawk, high level hockey at the time, and it's like whatever it was just it was easy it was like oh, i'm just hanging out with people hanging in a chair like getting paid like whatever. sweet yeah but obviously the stunts get a lot harder as you as you work into the business so. what what, is, what would you say would be the most challenging stunt you've done challenging oh boy um whether physically mentally overall whatever uh i think that like the body burns are always challenging wow. in a way because you have to like 
So this is you getting lit on fire. Yeah. 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 So I get like lit on fire, but you have like uh Jeez. I did like a bearskin bearskin burn where I was just wearing jeans and I had like the actor's uh face like mold into a mask and uh had no shirt they did like a bearskin gel there's a company that actually came in from vancouver to yeah, provide that gel called fire for hire and uh no free ads no sorry <laughs> no, no free ads sorry. <laughs> and uh they actually did um, um it's fine it's so weird talking about my job and talking about strip golf at the same time i feel like, I feel like it's, it's like, great it feels weird that i'm like combining these two things like if i hope no one's listening a, to this if only you had a fire resistant gel while doing strip golf yeah uh, that could be a little bit better. That would have made it a big phenomenal story. if you just had four guys coming around just the turn covered in gel, and just yeah. covered well on fire oh, on playing fire golf. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like the slip yeah. gel. No. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about for, for Dale's birthday present. That, you, that could be you good. Got him just <laughs> greasy Poploskis. Anyway, so what movie? What movie was this? Burn, burn, uh, full body burn. Uh, I think it was called Divide. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was about like a post-apocalyptic thing where uh, the world blew up and there was nine people in the basement and in the end the guy commits suicide but like throwing a lantern on the ground and letting him pouring the oil on and laying himself on fire Jeez, right. uplifting so, yeah it was, it was oh <laughs> i took my buddy chris <laughs> to uh the the opening of uh of the movie because it was like it opens the theaters and i was like oh it's, i think it's gonna be good it's gonna be kind of action-packed mm -hmm. and, and it was like the most depressing thing i've ever seen oh, really? i was like sorry buddy i do you want to get a beer now like <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> like so, i'm just a stunt yeah, guy. yeah like i don't it was so like <laughs> depressing is, is like just eight people becoming the worst human beings ever because they're like stuck in a bunker but um yeah so the fire was uh that's always challenging because you're because it's you're trying to concentrate on what the team's going to do for you you can't do a lot once you're on fire besides like find, I, I find a way to move like you can like <laughs> close your fingers and stuff when you feel like little heat patches because heat rises right so i don't want to i don't want to for liability, science scheme yeah, liability free <laughs> heat rises uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks man <laughs> But it's important to know when you're in know, fire, because you're like, because yeah. like if your armpits, if your armpits hot, like you have to close your arm. Right, I guess that's heat stuff rises, you don't think about. flames yeah. rise, yeah. right? And and unless that's in your instinct, like, and I think, and that's what I think about instincts a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in like you watch hockey players make the same mistake over and over again mm -hmm. because that's their only instinct they have. Yeah. So unless you're an mate, like, and that's what the great hockey players like McDavid, like Gretzky, Crosby, like they they stay after practice and change their instincts. Like mm -hmm. you, talk, you talk about Gretzky taking pucks off. That was a Gretzky Crosby used to like take pucks off the backboards. They, they'd ring it around and take pucks off the backboards just over and over and over mm. because they didn't have that instinct in their game yet. And when you go to compete, all you can do is, is, is default to your instinct. So you better have changed that in practice because you're not going to be thinking about it when you're, when you're playing full speed. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm a big believer in, in, practicing something over and over and over and getting those new, new tools. So that's why you're in the basement hitting golf balls that's why I'm in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting prepared for figure, the season. See, it it's all coming around. Got to figure it out. man. So yeah. then I guess the, with the production scene being kind of closed down or was it opened up for a bit and then is it closed back down or is it, is uh, it, it on now? It opened up, um, in October for a couple shows and then it closed down a couple, a uh, couple months ago, basically. But I, uh, Toronto was still open and I, 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 um, I was actually doubling Bradley Cooper in a movie out, out there. Wow. Yeah. That I went out for body double of Bradley Cooper. Stunt double. Stunt yeah, double. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't so like is there it. a body double? And I a thought you meant like yeah. a, I don't know. a buttocks. Yeah. Yeah. Butt yeah. Body body double. Double. yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> my, my apologies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is probably. So then how does that like opportunity come about then? 
Um, actually, my brother was originally uh, do it, doing that job before COVID uh, hit, okay. and then once it restarted, he was he's uh, he was stunt coordinating the new Resident Evil movie. So um, I ended up uh, he ended up saying, "Hey, my brother might be available, and he's the same size mm-hmm. as me." And the coordinator was like, "Yeah, for sure." And he flew me out and. and Shout out to Dan Skeen. Yeah. One of my, uh, one of the, my most favorite of the Skeen. Yeah. <laughs> He's a really nice guy. Su- super nice guy. So it's a, it's a family, nice, yeah, it's nice a family venture. Way nicer yeah. than me. <laughs> so it's a family thing. I've met then, him right? twice and I like him yeah. more than I do. But sorry. No, I th- I, I it's a family think, thing. Yeah, I think my brother had some stories about you in Mexico, but I can't remember what they were. <laughs> and I won't tell him. <laughs> next episode. Yeah. Wait next for the episode. next Sean Skeen yeah. part two. Yeah. We'll wait for that. So who then are some other people that you've met in the industry? Uh, I've met a ton of people, but I, again, I, I, I don't like, I really don't like people going like talk shows or podcasts and like, oh yeah, I'm buddies with this guy. I'm yeah, like, yeah. like, like, I'm not, I don't expect you I'm would not be buddies with these actors. Like, I'm I don't even not, want to be yeah, buddies yeah. with you. So <laughs> <Yeah>. I would, <laughs> <laughs> these other people are like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. He just got himself. But you've obviously worked some, with some very famous people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if I were working with famous people, I would be starstruck. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't tend to get starstruck. Uh, I'll get starstruck with when I work with athletes. Like I worked, worked on an MMA movie and like with Rashad Evans and Forrest Griffin and Chet Congo. Right. And at one point, Forrest Griffin like did a like a fake double leg takedown for me. I was just like talking to him and like choreographing stuff. Yeah. And he was like, ah, and he like grabbed me and picked me up. <laughs> and I was like, giggles, giggles. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me down. Like, <laughs> So I was like, well, that was embarrassing, but it was, it was crazy. Cause he was like, he's like six, four. And he just like, he just picked me up like that. And I was like, that's pretty cool that I got yeah. picked up by Forrest Griffin and all. And he could have slammed me and ended my life right there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think yeah. about it though, like if you're in an actual scene, you might be on the screen for maybe two, three, four, five seconds. Mm-hmm. So how much preparation actually goes into that? Um, I think my sports background really helps me with that. Cause when you play hockey and everything, like 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 again, you develop all these instincts for all these different mm-hmm. scenarios that's going to happen in the game, and you go and perform. For a film, you read the script, and it says falls down flight of stairs, <laughs> and you go, okay, well, I'm going to prepare for that. Like, I'm, I'll figure that out before I get the set. And it's all about just taking taking ownership of that and, and knowing what you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And and knowing that, and the more experience you get, the more you know the variations that are going to happen. Like I'll I'll read something in the script, and the re- director will say, even as I'm stunt coordinating, I'll say, well, we don't really need that. Like we'll just fall out of frame. And I go, yeah, but and I'm ahead. I go, but he's going to ask for this. He's gonna he's once he gets the set, he's going to forget about this conversation. He's going to say, yeah, but we may as well, we got the stunt person here. We may as well throw them down the stairs on a, on a full <laughs> wide shot and, th- and then turn so the guy gets shot in the same, in the same thing. And so, so you have to be prepared for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, the, I, I over prepare for all my stunts and then, then you look like a hero rather than you take me like a preparation loser. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra focus preparation. So have you broken any bones then as a result of that? Uh, the only thing I got in stunts, well, I think I snapped my finger on a, on a, on a grill. I was like mm-hmm. doing a fall off a Jeep and I like had to pull myself off of it. So I like slipped a finger into the, into the grill to pull myself off. And I think I snapped it. But, uh, the, only, what, the biggest thing I had was like a, I kind of shaved my arm on a ratchet. So a ratchet's like a big wire that rips you off, uh, rips you into the, into the air. And it was a tornado movie. We had a big green screen. I dressed it like as like five characters and got flipped upside down and pulled oh, wow. like, like 50 feet in the air. Just get, get ripped. Wow. And on the very first take, I was like threw my arms behind me and the wire skidded across the inside Ooh. of my arm and just like went shoom, just like a Whoa. big scab there. Um, but after that, I was like, all right, note to self, keep your arms in front of you. <laughs> Don't be doing that. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess I, that comes down to the preparation that it too, does. Right? It does. Like, and that's, and where I'm a big believer. It's what, uh, 
we always say we're not daredevils. We're really not daredevils. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're, we're professionals that try to get the most dangerous illusion in the safest way possible. Right. It's an illusion. It's mm -hmm. not, if, if they say we want you to jump off a 70 story building, we'll say, okay, well, how are we going to, how are we going to create that illusion? Not well, we'll just, we'll just, <laughs> just drop them. We'll drop just the dude. do it. I'll just hire the guy to do it. It's like, so <laughs> that's a pretty simplification of my job. <laughs> but, uh, no, we always find it, find the safest way to do it. So, um, and that's what you do. You prepare for it. You find a way to do it. So typically how long would you be on a set for then? Uh, typically days run from, uh, eight hours to sometimes as late as like 15, 16 hours. So, you wow. know, like there's days where you'll just go into like overtime, just waiting for, and they usually shoot the actors out too. Like it's very common where you'll be stunt doubling an actor and you'll sit there. They're like, well, you, we need, need, need you here for the whole scene. You'll sit there the whole scene. And it takes a long time to shoot a film, right? For, mm -hmm. for every what is it for every like minute of script? It takes like an hour to shoot that. And that's, so basically you get like eight pages done a day at most. Right. Mm -hmm. So in that, that, that's for simple scenes, but stunt scenes even take, take longer because you have to switch the actor on the stunt double out, but we'll sit there for, for hours just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they'll, there'll be an overtime. Like, like, well, are we going to do this yet? We're going to do this today. Like, yeah, we got to shoot the actor. We got to get the actor home because they have to get, because they have turnaround too. Uh, so okay. they can't call them in the morning. They got to like call them in the morning. They say, well, they, if we wrap them at 10 o'clock PM, mm -hmm. the earliest we can call them is 10 AM tomorrow or whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever their deal is. Mm -hmm. So we'll just sit there and their deal as in like their, their contract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're not sliding anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll sit there and like we've, we've had things and it gets really stupid. Like, Sometimes we'll say, no, we can't do this in this lot of time. But I remember one movie, this Christmas movie, and we had to shoot out the actress. And then our stunt girl, Kristen, Kristen Swaski was an amazing stunt woman that from Winnipeg. And, uh, she, uh, we ended up having to do the entire, her six gags in a row in the last half an hour of filming, like of like a 16 Whoa. hour day. And it was a way to throw over a counter, the throw, she had to get thrown through a plate glass window. That, oh, wow. Not plate glass. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's, we never do that. <laughs> uh, but a br breakaway, breakaway. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then she had to do like an ax fight. They had a big flamethrower gag. Like it was like, Jeez. it was so dumb that they just, so is that what you call them? You call them gags? What's that? Is that what you call them? Gags? You call them, yeah, gags. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's stunt, the industry lingo. Stunt gags, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, then that. So then, what brought you into? Because you've done some directing as well, and yeah. I guess some writing and producing and whatever else. So what brought you down that path? You were just like, hey, I know some people, so let's do this. Uh, I loved. I mean, I've I've always wanted to be a director, right? Like, mm -hmm. like, like in high school, I was shooting grade eleven. I was shooting. You know, what was that grade ten or eleven? Diamonds, Diamonds of death. Diamonds of death. And right. Diamonds <laughs> of death. Do. Yeah. Pardieu. 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 I wasn't French uh, yeah. immersion, but. Uh, that was the first one. Yeah. yeah, that was like the your debut. It was like a sat satirical title. Anywhere we can find those <laughs> videos no. right now? Uh, I don't know. They're not on uh, YouTube. On my shelf on a DVD, I think. Okay, but yeah, what's a DVD? Uh, <laughs> a laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> so you started in high school. You loved. Yeah, making films. I'm making films. I had Final Cut Pro as at, at home, so I would just go home and just 
rip these projects together and uh doing an electronics electronics class was so fun because mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden i had like eight crew members and like and they're like they're like hey i want to get an a and i was like okay cool we'll just yeah, show up me. show up for two days and i'll <laughs> right. and i'll do the other 30 <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> for sure yeah and i mean did you experience that were, 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 absolutely electronics yeah. class yeah. was uh unbelievable and, and i'm sure jr can mm-hmm. attest to that and we yeah. made some great movies together i made some who, great on my own who was your editor was were you the editor yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, so you did like 90 percent of the work exactly yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> well i was i was one of those guys too because i had final cut at home as you well did. so nice. i was yeah i, I was that not, guy i didn't have it at home i had it at school but and then mm-hmm. uh kieran mcdougall we had, we made some some movies right. together <laughs> yeah. and we sat behind that screen for hours and hours and yeah and, and then you know uh, they said, you don't got to put this much work into it, and, but we were just more in it to to make some yeah. art, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. make some films. It's not called overachieving; it's called achieving. Right, that's what I always but, say. Uh, yeah, so that <laughs> if you're gonna that, make something, fucking that kickstarted your 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 love for film. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about is is some of your own creations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with. January 2016, you traveled to Colombia yeah. to document and help Jack <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. reunite with his long-lost father, who he hadn't seen since he was four years old. Yeah. Uh, I, can you tell us about that project, how you got involved, and what was the result of, oh, yeah. of that trip? Great pitch mm-hmm. for something I haven't edited yet. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, it's been a while. Sitting, that's sitting in my thing. I that's, didn't realize. Yeah, no, it's okay. I was, the next question yeah. was like, where can we see yeah, this no. documentary? It's, but, still, it's still sitting in my, it's one of my projects just sitting in my freaking computer because it's like but you're too busy swinging the club so swinging the club I really am uh, honestly when I when I get a break from work I was so busy I was like oh God, I can sit down I have to do D-Fest too like the well the documentary. yeah in, in July yeah. of 2014 yeah. you released a trailer on your YouTube yeah. your YouTube yeah. uh, for the 10th annual Winnipeg hockey tournament called D-Fest yeah and there's often uh, a lot of questions around that. In interviews, you... you oh, he's putting the pressure uh, on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In interviews, you've denied to comment on when or if there would be a release of this oh, film. Lee, this is what it is. So curious. Hey, I, I promised I wasn't going to rip you, but now you did. Now yeah, you're in you trouble. However, <laughs> I can understand that there probably isn't a lot of usable footage from that documentary. That was the issue. It was minus 30 out. Like three of the cameras stopped working. And we had like all this pixelated footage. Um, yeah. But I, but I, I should put, some, I should put together like a ten minute video and just like, just, just to have, just to have Walker's speech in the end. Even the really trailer mean. itself was was beautiful. I yeah. think. Um, so to give some context, that was that was like seventy percent. Yeah. How did D-Fest get started? Yeah. Just a hockey tournament with a bunch of dudes drinking some alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all we got. Yeah. But were you the pioneer of that? Yes. I think it started. We we went to Deer Lodge. It was like eight of us, and um, and then I think we were like eighteen. When that started, almost got me there. <laughs> it wasn't me. It's all you, man. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're the one talking. I just asked some questions. <laughs> and uh, then we continued it. And um, like three years later, we were at Berkeley with like 25 guys mm-hmm. doing doing this tournament. It's super fun. Uh, we play the tennis ball because we don't want to take yeah. pucks off shins. <laughs> and then the goalies used to not wear helmets. They were after like, they were like, hey, we should probably wear helmets. Yeah. But then Sean Lang banged his head off the crossbar. We're like, all right, maybe helmets for goalies is okay. <laughs> and um, should be for players too. Should be. I think I introduced. I'm gonna, I think I introduced like a drunk helmet last year. That I don't think anyone got. But if you get too drunk, you have to wear yeah. smart. You have to a jofa. Yeah. A jofa, just a big ass thing. Like, yeah. It's funny as you get older, you 
You start to get a the, bit smarter. The falls <laughs> now, when we're older, is a little bit scary. They are. <laughs> <was before>. like, <laughs> but yeah. uh, let's move away from yeah. projects that are, are not out of the editing room <laughs> yet. And I wanted to bring up Fisher yeah. Cove. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably your, yeah. maybe your first... Uh, well, hold on. before you get to that, let, let, I, I do want to speak about the documentaries because yeah, because I feel it's unfair to just to brush them. But yeah. um, I find it really tough to to cut these documentaries together because there's so much freaking footage in it. And when I when I make movies like like Fisher Cove, like I storyboard them completely. I, like I plan mm -hmm. ahead. I'm a freaking I'm obsessed yeah. with this stuff. So unless I have my shots like back to back and I plan my story, it's really tough for me to cut that documentary together. Like. Like, like, I'm like, what's the through line? What am I trying to get? What's happening here? To make a story of the yeah. footage that you have. Yeah, and with Jack, we actually found his dad within like within like 24 hours. So I was like, why the hell do I tell a story when there's no suspense? <laughs> he hasn't even told me yeah. what he's gonna do. Like, they, I haven't even like asked him. Like, I was like, and I was trying to get with Jack. I was like, I was like, what's your expectations of this? And he's like, I don't know. I just want to shake his hand. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, but <laughs> I, I, I was kind of looking for like a heart. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, the whatever. Yeah, the big yeah. heartwarming warm. No, no, yeah. I get it. Well, and yeah. funny enough, since small world. Yeah. So Jack's brother, mm -hmm. who I think was with you on the trip, Charlie, Charlie that's yeah, my yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? No mm -hmm. Holy, say hi to Charlie for me. I will. Yeah. Well, he he's listening. Friend he, of the pod. Yes, he came out, which is which is which is great. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I was so pumped that he was. That was kind of the coolest thing, because Charlie was like, "Yeah, I can't come, whatever." And then, and then Jack phoned him like. Like after he found, he's like, "Hey, I found Dad." And Charlie was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm flying out." <laughs> he just yeah. like just flew out to Columbia. It was like, <laughs> That's it, was, it was cool. So, how wild was Columbia? Uh, it was pretty wild, especially being with Jack. Sorry, Jack, but <laughs> I was like, I was like, Jack can have a like, good time. Yeah, what's that? Can, it was wild because yeah, he can have a good time. He's a pretty, he's a pretty confident fella, and he and he he, he was walking in situations, and I was like, I don't know if we should be here. <laughs> he's like, Ah, lighten yeah. up, you gotta just. He I was spoke like, Spanish. I'm like, I'm like I don't know. No, no one spoke <laughs> Spanish. Spoke Spanish. None of us spoke Spanish. That could be troubling. Yeah, the first time, the first night we got there, we went and talked to this guy at this like art thing, and he's like, Oh yeah. I'll drive you around. I'll show you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know. We just got here. That Who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and, um, Jack, Jack was like the first morning he was like and this will be the documentary if I get it out eventually but <laughs> it was the best story he, he was like, he was like, he's like we're not going to go with the guy he said he's going to show up this morning but we're not going to go with him we're like, he's not even here it's fine yeah. I'm not gonna, we're not going to get in this car and whatever like Sean calm down and then he goes downstairs and comes back up in the middle and he goes hey that guy's there we're getting in the car <laughs> I was like what <laughs> and we got in the car and the man was the nicest man I've ever met in my life <laughs> thank goodness yeah so hey <laughs> That's trust on me. people in That's Columbia. Trust yeah. everyone. Trust everyone. It's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and that guy, that guy, that guy was a big help to helping us find his dad. So it was a good, yeah, good end to that story. Yeah, you got some news coverage. Now, if I had the, that narration in my documentary, it'd be really easy to make. But I don't have <laughs> that. You don't. It's just like we're gonna get in the car. Like, <laughs> you didn't yeah. get anything else. It's just we're gonna get in the car. In the car. And then yeah, you're in the car. He's dad. <laughs> And me whipping the lens cap off. That's your dad. Fuck. Like, <laughs> get there. Like, Shoot that again. Get that. Can we, can we do that hug again? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, so, so around Cove. the same time yeah. you film Fisher Cove. Fisher uh, Cove was right after I came back from, so I went to, I took two months off of uh, stunt work and I went to New York film school, to do a two month intensive. And I went out there and uh, I did uh it was really fun actually, but it was the craziest program. I just like, we did like six projects in two months and it was like nonstop, nonstop. It was in January, February. Stop me if I'm talking too fast. I get no, fast. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but we did like nonstop projects and it was like the biggest hassle ever is like, okay, we got to find actors. We got a crew. Mm -hmm. We got to do this. I got to find, we, I like ended up going like cross the classes. Like, okay. I was like, I'm going to use these class members. I'm going to like, I was like, I made buddies with the other class and I was like, okay, we should team out to the project. And we did this, all these projects. And I came back from New York being like, okay, that was a good experience, but that was fucking hard. <laughs> and I have so many connections in Winnipeg that I could just make a movie 10 times better than anything I made there because it's just easier. I, I've, I realized how much of a community I had here that I could access. And I went, okay, I'm writing this. And I wrote this Fisher Cove thing and Doug Morrow, who's an amazing makeup artist who did my makeup and wrong turn for, uh, he came out and like, and gave me a great deal on, on doing this prosthetic makeup for the, for the fish monster. And that oh, spoiler alert. Kristen uh, Swatsky. <laughs> Kristen Swatsky. Yeah. Yeah. Who did that? Yeah. She was a stunt girl there. And BJ Vero is another, another stunt guy that I work with. Who's also a director. And, uh, I hired him as, as the, the main, the main, the main actor. And, uh, yeah, we just, we shot it at Falcon Lake all in uh, two days basically. And I did a bunch of B footage by myself, just like wow. with my dog in like a boat underneath like, Right, pretending she's just on the golf course, just, just getting basically. some B-roll. I, yeah. I, I, go, I gotta get some yeah. B-roll. I'm just gonna I, golf yeah. for a bit. That's what I would do. That. I go golf all day and come back for an hour and be like, yeah. "All right, Sammy, get in the At boat." Night, and I right. rock the boat like on, like on land and like, yeah. Uh, and there's and then, some great like, underwater footage too that I thought was amazing. Like with a with a, a fishing lure yeah. going with a worm uh, underwater. Was that real on real underwater? That was all real. I had to, I took a, a. You want to hear the crazy rig that I did? I do. I took a long stick. And <laughs> I pulled and I taped a GoPro to it. Yeah. And I hung a lure in front of it. Nice. And I went. This is viewers and listeners can't see, but I'm making the motion of putting yeah. a giant pole in the air. I've never heard a sick go. Pew. And then I went bloop into the water, and then I cut on the water surface because you can always cut when you when you go through anything. Right. So that and then I changed it, turned it upside down, and made it sink itself into the yeah. water. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It movie magic. Yeah. We're learning. I, I was. Yeah. The one show I loved growing up was that movie magic show. And, and that was kind of some of the stuff I wanted to get into <laughs> with this. But yeah, no, Fisher Cove. And then you went on to, you uh, you premiered it, or maybe not premiered it. You released it, we'll call it uh, Winnipeg Actra mm -hmm. uh, Film Festival. You won yep. the Golden Boy Award. Yep. You also had a world premiere at Aspen. Yeah, that was sick, actually. It was so cool. Did you feel like the guys from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> That's all I think of when I. Yeah, a little place Aspen. called um, did you go skiing? We went skiing once, but it was so hot that it oh. was like, it was just like on slush and ice. And you, you got to do some, uh, some promoting of the film, I think. Yeah. And that was my very first film festival. And after that, I was like, oh, film are amazing. Like they, they put you up in a sick apartment and you hang out for weeks. They give you food and drinks. And, and I went to like five after that and it was just nothing close. I, mean, oh, I, I didn't realize how spoiled I was. I was like, well, yeah, like, the five, so I, nice. I at least got three after there was one in Phoenix where you won the best horror short at an international yeah. horror and sci-fi. Yeah, that was awesome um, too. Yeah, Vancouver Island Short Film Fest. Yeah, and then Holly Shorts in Hollywood. Yeah, you think that would be a pretty good time? It was good, but it wasn't like it. it they took in a lot of a lot of films, right. and they had some good parties and stuff that, that you can get into. Yeah, but uh, you know they 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 didn't. It was pretty uh, like the Aspen one. They they. It was a pretty prestigious event that I didn't even know about. And I was like, I got in, whatever. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> nice. it was pretty prestigious. And 
they uh, they really wanted the filmmakers to be there, so they had all these incentives of like putting and like it's not cheap to stay in Aspen apparently. So I had mm. like a three bedroom apartment to myself for like Whoa. a week, and I was like, "This is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this is what film festivals are. This is great." Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah. then it just kind of fell off a cliff after. Yeah, that. after that it was like Holly Shorts. It's like it's like, it's like yeah, you made it. Okay, cool. So you have like any accommodations? Right. Like right. no, fly yourself out. Like, There's four thousand films yeah. in this yeah. film yeah. festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fly yourself. We don't have a small yeah, city. It's yeah. a 10 day event. It's like, <laughs> so like, yeah, you'll get two drink tickets. So <laughs> if you show up, yeah. but your, I mean, your that, expectations were high and yeah. then they were, they were lowered. Yeah. But that's that, but that's nothing to do with how all insurance runs. It's how good Aspen was. Like Aspen was just, it was just so good. Do you have any, so Fisher Cove you made, yeah. you have some documentaries, mm -hmm. uh, on, on, on the, in the cutting room. If, mm -hmm. if, if I can say that, yep. do you have a, you know, uh, uh, some ideas for the future of something you would uh, like to make. Well, I traveled to Philippines last year and I shot another short film that I'm still kind of editing. And it's funny, I, I make all these films and then, but I only will release it and finish editing it if I really think it's going to be something that I can be proud of. Um, so I'm, I'm really just working hard on, on to, to, to make it work right now. Um, and that was more like, I'm going to fly out and just do this by myself and find, I found, I had a buddy in Philippines and I found some producers there and like a, a full crew. And it was a really good right. experience just to go out there and do that. Um, so, and I funded it myself basically. And, uh, it was still like, it was nice. It was just whether that ends up as anything or doesn't, it's a, it's a, it was an, a challenge for me. Mm. I also love to have a project when I, when I travel, right. I go mm. crazy if I'm not like, I'll just sit by myself and be like, this is lonely. Like, <laughs> it's just like listening to like, a Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, it's hot outside and Frank Sinatra <laughs> sounds great, but, uh, this kind of sucks awesome. a little bit. And that know, was, so. uh, uh, that was around the time the coronavirus yeah. came out. So you're in the Philippines in yep. February of 2020. Yeah. Were you uh, rushed to get out of there or was there a, a, any hysteria? Uh, the first time I heard about it was I was like scuba diving and uh, there was like one other girl on the boat like that was like, it was like me at, like, and there was like no one around. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird that no one's even here. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't think I had anything to do with it. But um, she, uh, she was, she mentioned it. She was just like, oh man, I hope hope no one with the coronavirus comes. I'm not like, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I'm just not I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I ended up, uh, hearing more about it. Like in the next couple of weeks, and my mom emailed, emailed me. She's like, it's like my friend is a travel agent, uh, says you should probably get out of there. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, Oh, okay. She said, she said, flights might shut down in like a month. It's like, okay. So I, I was planning on coming home in February 25th anyways. So I just kept that flight okay, and, good. Uh, and flew home. Yeah. And then when I landed, I landed at home and my dad was like, Hey, I'm probably gonna, they're probably gonna start working in like two weeks. And I was like, cause there's a couple things. Uh, Kristen Swatsky. Yeah. Uh, there's the stunk girl knocked on my door at eight in the morning when I was still in jet lag, like the day mm -hmm. after I died, the day after I landed, and was like, hey, Rick's been trying to get a hold of you. Uh, he needs you to double right now. And I was oh, like, no. what? <laughs> so I got out and I drove out and it was minus 20 and I was like, just Whoa. from the Philippines. And, but it was great because I, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind the, those jobs where there's, coordinating super stressful, honestly, mm -hmm. like you're, cause you're in charge of everything and trying to make everything safe. But when you get hired to go out and double, um, I'm okay with that. And I was pretty happy to just be there, be there at that time. And, uh, and I was still half asleep. So I was like, Whatever, this, this is great. Like, <laughs> 
I'll help out as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. with, cool. with like, so then do you travel often then for, for doing stunts? And if you do travel, do you try and make time for, for golf or some uh, you time, I guess? I try to be in my golf clubs as much as I can. Cause that's like my, that's my hobby outside of, mm-hmm. outside of work. So I went out to Toronto, I brought my golf clubs and I was in, that was November. Have you ever, have they ever lost your golf clubs? No, no, no. Impressive. Oh, wait, no, I don't think so. Maybe once. Fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember past a year ago nowadays. But, but, you, you, but, you, but you, it's all the same. It blends same into the thing. same thing. Yeah. But you try and get out then as as much as you can then. Yeah, as much as I can. I, 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 I try to get out there. But uh, yeah, if, if, I, if I know, like for this last movie, like it, the, the days were pretty sparse. So I was like, yeah, I know mm-hmm. I'm going to have like five days off. And it was November in Toronto. And it was like, I was like, well, it's still like it's cold in Winnipeg. Yep. It was like 15 degrees there. I was like, nice. Uh, I snapped out. I went to golf now and just found out where what was open. And yeah, I think I golfed like seven rounds in November in Toronto, which was like, whoa, that was great. Sweet. Uh. Have you golfed <laughs> yeah. with that? I wanted to know if you had golfed with anyone famous. And I know maybe some of your coworkers aren't famous to you, but if mm-hmm. you could name drop someone that I thought would be famous and if that would, <laughs> if, uh, I've, if I've golfed with them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't really golfed. I, I've, I, that would require Frank Sinatra. A, a straight, yeah. uh, require a very personal conversation oh. and then being like, so do you golf or <laughs> is your, him. your brother's fairly famous. Is he a better golfer than you? Or are you a better golfer than him? I I'm better than him. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's decent. He like, but he doesn't. He's also got two kids now, mm. so he doesn't focus as much about. He doesn't obsess about it as much as I do. Um, but uh, no, I've only really like I've golfed with producers and stuff. Um, but again, it's only I've met a producer on a movie, and uh, I just happened to hear that he golfs, and I was like, hey. Like there's some, it was in Saskatchewan. Like there's some mm. good golfers. Do you want to golf? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm looking for a buddy. I was like, okay, sweet. It's never, it's never about business opportunities for me when I'm golfing. I just want to mm-hmm. golf. Sure, I just yeah. want to golf. Like <laughs> the same so, for me. Yeah. yeah was, and you get tired of being the single guy out there. Oh fuck. <laughs> After a while, it's like I remember I was golfing in Vancouver solo, and I had like a tall boy. I was like, it's a beautiful day. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. But how many holes can I do this for? <laughs> I was like, I just want. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm so pumped for for Stephen's bachelor party. Like I just absolutely only like, only like two at uh, Clear Lake. Clear Lake, yep. Clear Lake. Shout out to Clear Lake. We're staying at the Elkhorn Resort. Yeah, and uh, it's a two three day event with some some tournament details in there uh, that mm-hmm. Stephen set up. I'm yeah, not sure of the details. I'm ready. I'll read it. I haven't read it yet <laughs> either, but uh, it should be a great, yeah. great time. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any, if you want to need someone else for the heckler, heckler thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm like available at all times <laughs> at all time. <laughs> on call when it comes to golf. Well, actually, golf. if I can ask one yeah. more question mm-hmm. here without running too long. Yeah. How long has it been? Uh, we're at it's long enough. Yeah. Okay. We're long enough. I have so many more questions. Um, sorry. Uh, scramble tournaments are people like calling you to play in scramble tournaments. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a few buddies who, uh, I love scrambling. It's my favorite pastime in the summers. Holy shit. I love <laughs> yeah. those like corporate tournaments. Are you ever getting paid to be in a scrambled tournament no. or are you just winning? <laughs> no, no, never. Okay. And, and usually I'm not even the best golfer on, on, on the team. Like right. we, we usually have pretty good golfers on, on those, on those scrambles, but we, we've, we've won a couple of them. And, uh, and, uh, I think I, I got one for free last time cause I won the putting contest mm. and it was a free trip to Vegas and, uh, free trip to Vegas wow. and a free, like 
Jets game, like in Vegas. For winning. Or, sorry, the putting contest. Yeah, it was stupid. It was like, it was so nice. Dumb. It was like a three, like, you hit <laughs> yeah. like three putts mm-hmm. from like 40 miles away, but you mm-hmm. pay an extra 20 bucks to have another chance. And they like stacked up. So I ended up oh. paying like only like 40, I think I paid like 60 bucks. Right. You and pressed them. I pressed them. <laughs> and I sunk all three. So I like had the top score. And I hate Vegas. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> Why? I just hate, I hate being cattled around to, oh, okay. to like different clubs and different restaurants. Right. And like, I love places where you can just go outside and sit in the patio and have a drink that you just, you know, it's, it's not about being within somewhere mm-hmm. where they can take your money and that's all they want to do. Right. So I, I, I've, I've been there like five times. And I really don't like it. So anyways, <laughs> so I ended up saying to the, my buddy who, who, invited me to that course Dustin he actually uh, he loves Vegas and mm. so he was like hey I'll, I was like that's, I was like it's yours take the trip I don't even want it <laughs> and then he was like alright I'll take it and I'll give you free admission for this because, oh nice yeah, so I was like okay cool nice great, guy. great great yeah. great yeah, yeah. good yeah. alright is it time did, I did think you get so all, did you do the I questions, think Kate? our guest Sean Skeen has made it to the back nine lightning round sweet uh, sweet and it is hey this week you know who's, who it's presented by no I don't know who it's Jamie presented. Wilkie Oh, and the no. new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram feed in the Point West Auto Park. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. They're presenting the back nine lighting round. Yeah. That's great. So shout out to them. They're very nice for helping us out. You know, Thank you very hey, much. Hey, buy guys. local. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Now I'll find Now some we just have to buy a couple Jeep Grand Cherokees from them and everything will be good. Matching Jeep <laughs> Grand Cherokees. Yeah. And we talked to Jamie Wilkie. Absolutely. <laughs> you can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. How about that? That sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. And then Wilkie will take you out for a round if you buy from him. Hopefully. And some yeah. a, a golf round. Maybe a round of beers, too. I don't know. We got Sean involved, too. I'm in. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe uh, <laughs> he, he's a 1997 Manitoba amateur champion. Maybe. Uh, he knows a thing or two about golf. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. never got a. Well, we won't, get, we won't get into that yet. <laughs> have you ever got a hole in one, Sean Skeen? Yes, I have. Fal- one. Falcon Lake. Falcon wow. Lake. Third hole. 185 yards, five iron. July 22nd, 2015. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Google. Google. You can Google it? Yeah. It's on the internet? Yeah. People know? People know. (laughs) And tell, so what, was that amazing to you? How old were you? Uh, what's, what year is it? Uh, 2015. (laughs) I guess we, I could have done the math. That That was 20. That was six years ago. Six years. Yeah. 20, 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it was it was good. I was playing pretty good golf. Hopefully, and, uh, you weren't playing alone. I wasn't actually. No, good. Yeah, I wasn't. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was playing with two strangers. Oh. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was it was it was a dad and his kid, and or the kid was like fifteen or whatever. Um, so he was like full grown, but <laughs> they were playing, and yeah. uh, and I hit frozen rope. Like it was a, it, like it wasn't like a trickler. It was like a perfect like frozen rope five mm-hmm. iron right down the middle. It landed right in front and it rolled and it's 185 yards. So I still couldn't quite see. I was like, it's like, and I turned and I said that either went in or it's over the back of the green. Mm-hmm. And they were, the people I was talking about were pretty pumped. Mm-hmm. And we walked up to it after, and I w- looked at, I always looked at the back of the green first. I'm like, I'm not going to look at the hole first. Mm-hmm. Really? really? Look at the back of the green Rookie first. mistake. I, no, not always got to look at the hole. I always look in the hole. Yeah. I thought it was in, so I was like, I'm going to just check this Play first this out. to yeah. make sure the suspense, I want yes. this to be real juicy. And I go, it's yeah, not yeah. back there. <laughs> so there's a chance, because you don't want to jinx it. So right. when I looked yep. in, I was like, that's a ball in the hole. Wow. And I was like, sick. And I took my phone and I called my uncle mm-hmm. and I said, hey, 
I just got a hole in one and here's my witnesses. <laughs> and I passed the phone off to the, to the that's stranger. Was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, he, he, yeah. Sean just got a hole in one. Oh, that's like, awesome. I was like, cause I wanted to make sure I was like, one of my worst nightmares yeah. would be getting a hole in one without yeah. anyone there by oh. yourself and no one to witness it. Yeah. You know, people would just be like, sure, my... Yeah, like, I think you'd have to take that one to, to the grave. Yeah. Like, you'd have to say, like, you would know that, okay, I got a hole in one, yeah. but yeah. no, no one's probably going to believe me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, well... Did you, did you buy the house uh, some beers afterwards? I think it was really late in the season, and the house wasn't even... I don't okay. think there was anyone in there, but... <laughs> so, no, that's my excuse for being cheap. <laughs> oh, it was July 22nd. It was mid-season. Oh. <laughs> but thanks. Uh, uh, we got that. that was mid-season. <laughs> There's no one in the house. Early. <laughs> it's probably a twilight round. It was probably like a, a, a Wednesday and all the yeah. weekenders it could had have gone been. home. It, if I was golfing by myself, it probably was a Wednesday. Yeah. Someone looked that up and called me out on it. <laughs> we got next, fact checkers. Yeah. Next on the list here, uh, recent rule changes allow you to putt with the pin in. Do you putt with the pin in or out? Uh, my hockey background makes me putt with the pin in because... I uh, I like seeing that post. It's like just banging off the post. It's banging right. on the post and it's in. Have you right. found that that's actually worked for yeah, you now? Totally. Now that you can putt with it in? Totally. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And I and I I kind of I mean Al McLean will attest that he thinks I play really <laughs> fucking slow, but he just plays too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anything I can do to speed my game up yeah. at the end, like mm. putting, I'm pretty fast. I don't it's, have. It's, any- it's my drive that I'm like, okay, just make sure you're square. Like, yeah. like, when nope, it's not when really. it's not working, I slow down. But no okay, no comment on. Yeah. Uh, what on do you, What do you think about my about my, my my you play with me? Your gameplay. My my. I stole? played with you on. Saturday. Yeah. And there was one hole where I thought you did take a little bit too much time. Yeah. Especially with the greens being punched and yeah. shit. It was just make your putt. Yeah. I understand you're reading <laughs> it with your feet. Yeah. And that's great. And, yeah. and yeah. you're a lot better golfer than me. Yeah. Probably for the fact or one of the facts are that you take more time in yeah. your putts. Yeah. But did uh, I, did I, I sink it? Probably uh, yeah, probably. Okay. So maybe <laughs> as long as it goes in, yeah. I guess. Well, one putt is, is going to be less, Again, less time than two putts. So <laughs> that was the first time I had played with you in in, in yeah. almost two years. I didn't play with you at all last year. Yeah. Anyways, we won't get into that. Yeah. We don't want to. His best round was with me in a center line. By the way, we're getting to that. So where do you where do you like to play? Where do you like to play regularly, Sean? Falcon, Falcon Lake's my favorite Falcon course. Falcon Lake, love it. I got a counter there. I love Beautiful. it. Beautiful. So nice. It's not super challenging. It's just it's just the nicest course. Um, and uh, in town, I'll play at Bell Acres with with Al because he's a marshal yep. there. So I'll go out and mm. play there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of love all golf courses. Bridges is pretty good. Play to play. You've ever heard of course Oak Island outside no. of Brandon? No, haven't no. been out there. Heard a lot of good things. Lots to get out there this it's summer. Super nice. Although I could have been biased because when I was there, it was like one of those dead calm days. Like and, it, and it's like a marshland, so I could literally hear the ducks like oh, okay. ducking in. It was and like out. perfect like conditions. Two hundred yards yeah. away, you're like. It was like it was just gorgeous. It was so nice. Video game conditions. Oh, it was yeah. Beautiful. Well, you mentioned <laughs> Bell Acres. I know you play there a lot. I heard there's a lot of bees there. <laughs> Another, is that true? I, I, I've heard yeah. this from various places. Yeah, I went but. into the into the. I hit hole one. I sliced it into the bushes. No, it wasn't my, my second shot. So I hit it, and then my second shot sliced in the bushes. And I was like, all right. So I went in and I kind of went to play my ball, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna steal some balls here while I'm here. Went out. And I saw, there's all these like there's like nine balls in there. I was like, okay, here's one, here's one, here's one. Great got find. Some. And I was like, I got eight of these balls, and I saw a red ball. 
just like this red ball. And it was like 20 <laughs> yards more in. I was like, oh, I'm going to get that, whatever. I walked up, I picked it up. It was one ball too many. Oh, no. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, all of a sudden I was like, I was like, oh, I said it. I thought it was like a, like a dandelion or something, like, like a stinging nettle oh, yeah. or something like that. It just like, like nettled me. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, bang, bang. And I looked down, these fucking wasps were just swarming oh, no. me and going, bang, 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 bang. And I just <laughs> ran out of there, dropped all the balls, and yelling, bees. Or and I was in so much pain for the next like four holes. I was like, fuck Jeez. it. It's, I was like, it's hole one. Like, I'm obviously not going to call it here. I'm going to yeah. just keep going. What I, was your body like afterwards? What's that? What was your body like afterwards? Yeah, I had some lumps, but. <laughs> it was, I heard it was hole one of the made par 36 of like uh, of the first. You'd already played 18 holes. Wow, Al knows has more information. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> and you had, you I got stung have. 11 times and only found 10 balls. Is that what he said? <laughs> Any pro V1s? I thought it was a ninth ball. It was a tenth ball. Yeah. Uh, and he said nothing about <laughs> nothing about red balls. The, I, I remember being a red ball. He said you had blue balls. <laughs> all right. So work and pleasure has yeah. brought you all over the world. Mm-hmm. What is the most memorable course you've ever played? Oh boy. I, I, like I said, golfing for me is like, I love it when I'm playing well and when I'm playing with buddies. So I, I honestly could care less how amazing the course is. I, as long as if I'm playing with buddies, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Like if I'm playing like a nice twilight, like wind free round with beers and playing a scramble, like I just, I love playing scrambles with buddies. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would golf a belly or scramble before going to like, like, I honestly don't really care yeah. about Augusta. Like, like we're, I think we're talking, right. about, talking about this before. I like, get that yeah. from you. We, we talked yeah. about some some pretty high end courses, and yeah. you know, you weren't you weren't all for it. And I, you know, I I went to uh, St Andrews. No, yeah. I don't think I've ever mentioned that before on this podcast. <laughs> Just I, every every week, yeah. I have played St Andrews Old Course in uh, a small country called Scotland. Yeah, and it was it was amazing. And mm-hmm. I, you know, you pay for it, but. It was the experience, and it was just great to be there. But yeah. I know you were you were saying that doesn't interest you. You know, you've played, I played a, lot uh, a ca- Capula? Capula? I, play, I have played a Capula. Oh, oh, nice. How did you know that? I tell you that? No, you never Is that on Google? It's, uh, <laughs> December of 2015, you played the plantation course of Capula. Ca- ca- how do you know that? Is that there? And uh, three weeks later, so, Dustin Johnson won the Hyundai Tournament of Champions. How do you know mm-hmm. that? It's on the internet, Sean. No, it's not on the internet. <laughs> we got fact checkers everywhere. <laughs> How the hell is that? On? I got the internet. So, so, is, it, is that a beautiful course? I imagine it would be. It was gorgeous, but they had just rolled the greens because it because it was they were playing the tournament the next week. Yeah, and it was impossible. Like right. you literally, I would land the ball. I'm like, well, that's like right by the hole, and it would just mm-hmm. roll into the ocean. It was just gone. <laughs> it was just like it was just right. it would roll off the green. It was insane. So it was like it was super fun. I remember my brother and we, and we were like. 2015, so how old were we? We were... The same age you got your hole-in-one. Hole in one. So, so 28. 28. So whatever. We weren't, we weren't used to paying high prices for these for these courses, but I remember my right. brother and I went in and we're like, all right. We got dropped off. Like, okay, rental clubs. We, oh, we need to buy a glove. We need to buy balls. Okay. <laughs> we need to buy shoes, we to buy clothes. <laughs> like, oh, we need, we need a golf shirt? Okay, we'll go that. Yeah. Okay, and, and how much is a green fee? Oh, and that's an American? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking out and I looked at my brother and I went, well, that money's gone. Yeah. <laughs> We just went out and played. It was and it was super fun after that. But it was like right. holy shit! Like well, it's an experience. Yeah. It's an experience, and, totally. But absolutely, I would rather take that money and you know play. 
10 rounds with my buddies. And, right. Yeah. Get six warranty drivers from yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <something>. exactly. I'm <laughs> uh, like, I really like Brainerd. Like I, I Brainerd trips are super fun too. Like, yes. It's always fun. We will, yeah. yeah, we'll have to go. Yeah. Second so week we, in a row. Shout yeah. out to Brainerd. Shout yeah. out to Brainerd. <laughs> Breezy point. Yeah. Although it's with the American dollar now, it's not as great. It's not yeah. efficient. Yeah. Like I'd almost rather go to Clear Lake and just play. Ten, nine rounds. But you've never played Clear Lake before. I have not played Clear Lake. Speaking of Clear Lake, do you have a bucket list course other than Augusta? I'm going to take Augusta off the list, I think, JR, if that's (laughs) okay with you. Well, I think if anyone says it, we're like, okay, yeah, we know, but what else? We want to know what else you want to play. Nothing else. Again, it's, 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 I mean, honestly, Sean doesn't want to play any other course. I'm so hyper focused on my swing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I got buddies playing, I'm like, great. I I, I, I do want to make a trip to like, BC and play like the Canmore kind of courses because right. because that kind of elevation interests me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like being from Winnipeg and yep. just always playing flat, flat. Even Falcons like it was like uh, Wolf Creek, yeah. uh, Predator Ridge. Predator Shout Ridge, out yeah. to Sandy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to try uh, those courses for sure. Nicholas North yeah. in Whistler, I think. Yeah. I would love in Canada. Let's go. Let's go to the east. We'll go to Cabo Cliffs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's a lot of. Uh, I imagine yeah. there's some elevation changes there, but. A lot, a lot of wind. A lot of wind. See, that's <laughs> I hate wind. I hate, hate wind. wind. Yeah. It f's There's... my game up so much, and not just like my game. It's like your senses when you when your ears just like blah, 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 just mm-hmm. doing that the whole time. Yep. Like that just drives me nuts. Like <laughs> you're so in tune with your body. I and apparently <laughs> sensitive and can get out of tune really fast. <laughs> a sub question I've added to this is: Do you have a bug? bucket list course in Manitoba. Is there something in Manitoba that you hear a lot about that you have not played yet? Uh, I played Granite Hills. I played Falcon. I played Kenora. I played Links of the Lake. What played, do you want to Oak play? Island. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I played Pinawa yet. Actually, I would. I definitely want to play Pinawa. Yeah, I, de- I want to play Clear Lake. Track. You like the yeah, nature? Like, yeah, Pinawa would be right yeah, up there. I love the nature. Yeah. That's what I like about golfing by myself. Like when I go to Falcon, I'll golf by myself, and like I remember sinking a putt from like forty yards away. And I like went up past the hole and came back and something. I was like, turn around my arms there. I was like, ah, oh, and I looked at, I looked and there was no one there. It was just a deer staring deer, at me. Yeah, it, was it, was just, it was hilarious. It was just, it was just staring. I was like, like that. Okay. That's pretty cool. I was like, okay. Pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, did you see that bro? Like, yeah. I was like, I don't care. I don't give yeah. a shit. What are you doing in my land? Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Get off my grass. The deer doesn't care about your career low round. Yeah. What is your career low round? Uh, 73 at Falcon. Is my, 73 is, at Falcon. It's my club. Although, I, south side, I shot a 69 last week, but it's a 63 par, so oh. it doesn't count. Right. Yeah. Wow. So that's my career low. That's my <laughs> 73. Year. And how long ago was that? Was that last year? That was probably the same year as my hole in one, I bet. But that <laughs> 2015 it, was a great year. But it, yeah, but it, it, but it like wasn't it. it wasn't that round. <laughs> That round, I don't think I did very no, well. I think at a hole in one, you're like, you're fucked. Sean, <laughs> on hole three, you're fucked. Sean had hinted to uh, earlier in my questioning that I had my lowest career round with him. Right. And I was at a Cinnaboyne. Mm-hmm. Previous <laughs> episodes, I did say I shot an 82. I looked right. back at the Instagram post, and it was an 83. Oh, really? yeah. No. Fact check my check. own thing. But what was your front nine, Mike? Front nine was only plus one yeah. after nine. And then I, had, I called Brett. <laughs> I made him call Brett. I said, hey, <laughs> you gotta I'm keep plus playing. one. I got to play another nine. She <laughs> yeah. said, yeah, I don't care. Like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, don't give a Why'd you call me? Why'd you call <laughs> me? <laughs> it was November 8th, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was super oh, late. 
and uh, we were wearing toques. And then on the back nine, it was like plus 11 or yeah, something. That'll happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was it was a great day. It was my lowest round, and it was very enjoyable. Well, I'm glad we got the fact checker on that one. Yeah. yeah. 83, yeah. not 82. You know what? I think I, I had posted it lower than it actually was, and Sean had called me out of on course. Instagram. Did and I? I? And then I changed it. Really? I deleted all those comments. I'm an though. asshole. Um, <laughs> your, your, your uncle thinks yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, what is your favorite condiment? Uh, all right. Condiment. Condiment. So you're, you know, you put it on a hot dog or you're filling a bathtub full of it. What is your favorite condiment? <laughs> Never fill a bathtub full of anything. Well, I would fill a bathtub full of mayonnaise if I could, yeah. but well, right now it's not in the cards. It can so happen. If I'm, if I'm, if I got one condiment on, it'd probably be barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. My thing. Like, mm. like if I have a hot dog, I'll do like mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. Like yeah. that's like, just like, like, like that. Texas barbecue sauce or is there anything nothing hot that's I, in it? I no? hate spice. I like, mm. I like the sweet stuff. Like, oh, okay. Like, sweet, sweet so like, bold. like, uh, like bullseye barbecue sauce, like that, mm -hmm. that shit's so good. Like it just gives it that, like salty flavor. Yeah. Uh, I found that ketchup and mustard feel like too artificial to me. I don't know. It's like the same taste and I just, what'd you put on the Bloomberg hot dogs? I put ketchup, ketchup on all they had. Yeah. So. I had mustard. So you put it on just enough to moisten it up. You know? <laughs> right down the gullet. Yeah. <laughs> just slid down the throat. Yeah. Hot dog day. We also talked about a hot dog day after that. Right. Like, this reminds me of hot dog day. Steamed hot dogs <laughs> in elementary school. So They're fantastic because the buns are always usually warm. Super yeah. warm. Yeah. So Super good. Or soggy. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they, and then, maybe they just dipped them in water you beforehand. Talk, I don't know. Did you talk about your friend's mom who prepared them all? Was that you who said that? Uh, yeah, we had a yeah. friend, uh, <laughs> friend's mom, uh, that that boiled all the hot dogs for the elementary school and prepared them. I would go there. That's a lot of hot dogs. Before school, yes. I remember, and she was boiling like 500 hot dogs <laughs> and packaging them up, and I was yeah. just so pumped for lunch because I was uh, smelling the hot dogs all day. Yeah. It was just my that clothes smelled like boiled hot dogs. That was a start, Mike. That was a start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can never have too many hot dogs. <laughs> that, and I've actually, I remember he told that story, and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I guess someone would have had to boil those hot dogs. I never thought about that as like a mm -hmm. grade two. Or I thought they I just like, showed they up just and they're showed ready. Up. Like it's a company. Like obviously a company just drops <laughs> off hot, hot dog day company. They're just ready. There's, there's a whole factory doing this. Yeah. Like I didn't think it was a mom boy, but of course it was. Like sure, someone had yeah. to. We got to get into that business. Yeah, yeah. that could be. A, there could be a. Or we, you man. know what? When all this is <laughs> over, that mom's business. She, <laughs> oh, I am. she doesn't want to boil <laughs> hot dogs. Who wants to boil five hundred hot dogs? Instead of that's why they're boiled, I guess. He's dropping them in a pot. That's Just right. Hit the button. Instead of getting okay. together for a barbecue, we should <laughs> yeah. get together for a boil. Ooh, hot boil dog boil. Up. Have a good hot dog boil. Get, get all the hot condiments. Just two for one. Yeah. JR has a hot dog. <laughs> oh, it's full of hot dogs. Drop some hot dogs in there and we're good to go. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that in your hot tub? Right? We should be doing this. It broke in down. Tub. Just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Green the, the, the drain. Yeah. Yeah. The, the drain failed. So April 1st, they'll be coming out and nice. April we'll get it all fixed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they won't Fix come it. out. Just kidding. April <laughs> Fools. There goes your tub of water again. Here's your fucking Oh, man. <laughs> oh well, that was great. We'll uh, we'll probably have to get you back on. Yo, we got so many other questions that uh, we didn't get get to. And oh, wow. uh, a big shout out again to Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in the Point West Auto Park. You can check them out WinnipegDodge.com. Huge sponsor of the show, the Back Nine Lightning Round as well. And uh, Skeener, thanks again, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. I was excited Sean. to talk about stuff. <laughs> bye 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 uh, bye. <laughs> and you can count. On me, waiting for you in the parking lot.
18 over par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as her golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media. So make sure you improve your ride and your drive. And the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.